Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Sunday, August 20th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. I wanted to get into a couple of specific topics. There's a bunch of stuff that I didn't plan. I kind of put off today because I didn't want it to be incredibly long. But I'm really trying to stay focused on getting being you know more consistent because I know that's much easier for everybody as much as you know life tends to get in the way. But we have an important thing to go over today. In general, we've talked a lot about censorship on this platform, and I also know that it's something that some people get tired of. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of ends up being a story. Like I'm one, and I'll, there's actually points we'll get into today about my point. I'm one that is not a big fan of when the media makes themselves the story. That goes for independent media too, where, you know, you end up in a position somewhere and the story is how you're being treated or what happened or, you know, and sometimes that's valid. Sometimes there's valid reasons to cover that kind of stuff, but censorship, I sometimes feel that's how it comes across. And, but nonetheless, today wasn't, or yesterday was a very important step in the continual censorship of the last American vagabond, where we had our entire very large, pretty much the largest location of TLAV community out there. This was our Discord community. Thousands of people just completely deleted. I didn't get a note. I, I didn't have any kind of uh, notification explanation until today, in fact, which I found very interesting. I'm wondering if it was the pressure, people speaking up about it, commenting, emailing them. Maybe they decided to give me a notification. But I thought that was funny that uh, was two days later, I ultimately get an email saying, you were threatening people, but I wasn't. So we'll go over all this and, and why that's important. And I think it definitely connects with the resurgence of the COVID-19 PSYOP and the election cycles, the, you know, the, the four-year election cycle that we always have, the, the last year of it being the most important. Clearly, this is you know, becoming a focus. And, and just like every other situation, or excuse me, every other election cycle, we see very similar things happen. As somebody pointed out, one of the things that a potential lockdown and other circumstances that go along with the illusion of the covid narrative is paper or rather uh, uh, mail in ballots and and all the re- all the ways that these things can be manipulated and so it's it's very frustrating to see but we're going to go over a couple of important things i wanted to make a couple of notes really quickly to start that i almost forgot about one was specifically about a a point that i said to somebody and i don't i don't want to i don't know if they want me to say their name or not but i really valued an email that i just got yesterday or the day before and it's, we're all fallible, right? We all, and especially when I'm here doing a four hour show and I'm speaking off the cuff, things get stated that I don't necessarily mean exactly the way I said. And, and, and that, all that aside though, it's not, I, I want to address what I said that upset somebody that I think is important because I meant what I said at the time, but I feel like it was sloppy the way I said it and so on. And that came down to the idea of something I've kind of said repeatedly, which is, we're, and I think that's why it came out the way it did, because I, like I've been saying a lot, we noticed that all of these actions that have been taken, whether in the medical field, uh, police, military, they effectively boxed out anybody that, was, that had integrity, people that were willing to stand by what they believed in, even if they could have been wrong, because they believed in it. And they pushed those people out. And even people that were on the fence, they pushed those people out. And you were left with people that were too dumb to know they were wrong or didn't care for a multitude of reasons. Now I've been saying it that way. And I, I want to make sure I I, want to, I'm going to stop saying that not the entire thing, but the idea that I do agree that it's important that we don't divide further. There are a lot of people, including in this community, in this chat, even that fell for that, that did get an injection 
and because they either thought it was the right thing to do or I guess what I was saying when I keep saying that is kind of where we are now in looking back, like the idea that we have an entire medical field full of people that are still doing that. That's kind of the way I meant that. But nonetheless, I get how that can be misconstrued. And I I never want people out there who made a bad choice and are doing their best to rectify it and whatever that means to you to think that they're not welcome here. In fact, that's the that's the that's the crowd that I'm aiming at. The people that are trying to break free from the chains of everything, the, the shackles of tyranny that are wrapped around us from the moment that we're born. And there's a lot of them out there that are met with anger and vitriol from people in the paradigm who see them as somehow not on their side because they didn't make the certain choice at the right time when they wanted them to. And I think that's equally problematic. Now, all that said, I want to apologize to that person in particular. I already emailed them, but I felt terrible because I respect more than you guys know somebody who makes that hard choice even after they fell for something. That's harder than even making the first choice. Somebody who owns to a mistake and then comes back and says, I was wrong and I'm going to do this right. That's that deserves our respect. So just make sure you understand that. And also, you know, sometimes things that get said that I don't mean exactly the same way, you know, just in that no, I want you to take me at my word no matter what, because I, what that, that doesn't I don't want to give myself a pass on just anything I might say because I speak for a long time. But at the same time, just know that that sometimes things are said that don't mean, that come across the right way. Let's put it that way. Now. Starting in general with a couple of important points before we get into the censorship topic that I wanted to shout out. One of them was, well, and as I've done in the past in general, today's hopefully going to be not that long, but we're going to get into COVID-19, the FDA ivermectin story, which has another development to it, which I think is really, really important. The ADL getting caught lying about their their origin story. <laughs> uh, we're going to and to start in general censorship around both Discord, Twitter, and a few other things. And a couple, a, a small point on Maui, and, a, and a, a, an important point to finish about about Stanley Plotkin, and how that overlaps with a bigger picture. Or something, and again, and really an account I, uh, inversionism that's been doing really great work. Keep finding really interesting things they're posting that kind of add to bigger stories that we've always discussed. But let's start with a shout out to Higher Side Chats, a, a platform that I've I've respected and really enjoyed for a long time. I, I think as long as I've been doing this, and even before. If I remember the time, the dates correctly. And I was honored to be invited on this platform. Uh, the, you know, the, the acronym being THC, of course, the higher side chats. And it's, we go over a lot of stuff, Maui and I mean, just everything. So I, it's, I really enjoyed this conversation. So I want to want you guys to give it a shout, give it a share, check it out. Really great platform in general, you know, always thinking outside the box, asking questions and that's what we got to do guys. Got to ask the uncomfortable things. Now, a, two or three points I want to start with that are not related to the larger show, but just important. Dr. Ahmad Malik points out that their esteemed chief medical officer, as you know well, this guy, the one, the one that looks like a, a lemur, I guess, or whatever that's supposed to be. <laughs> the, the chief medical officer is pushing for fluoridation of our drinking water. I, guess the, what I was really trying to kind of jokingly say there is yet another health minister that doesn't look very healthy, like almost all of them, floor it in the water not fighting to keep it but literally trying to make the argument in 2023 to put fluoride in your water well they want your teeth to be white of course right because don't we know the government to spend out of their pocket lots well technically from your pocket but spend lots of money to make sure that you can cosmetically have white teeth because they care right 
I mean, for crying out loud, guys, we're, we're squeezing them for money for people that are starving, and we're going to pretend that they're going to go, yeah, let's dump lots of money into just, to just something that just helps you look better. It's not even, even their narrative is not that it keeps your teeth healthy. Like, it's just, ab- it's, obsa- it's insane. And on top of that, remember that we've been doing, that. Uh, Derek has been doing amazing work on this. Here's the link for some reason, this, you know, Twitter being as great as it is today doesn't show the image for some reason. I've even tried to do the card thing, but either way, the point is this link. Oh, that's why I include it right here. Derek's been doing this for a while, long before even T-Lav, but since working with T-Lav, we, he's begun covering this fluoride lawsuit, fluoride trial. And I mean, it is astounding. The stuff that the, it, it's about as obvious as, well, <laughs> Jesus, I feel like I say this about every story, but every other one, it's like the rest of them. It's as stupid as East Palestine. It's as obvious as Ukrainian Nazis. It's very, very, very clear. And they just go, you're wrong. In fact, not even that. I'll take that back. They, they just don't even talk about this. Understand, this story is so incredibly ridiculous that they have pr- their own, for po- the report from the National Toxicology Program has repeatedly said, we're done. We have a report. The report is ready. They, the b- bottom line, they've been trying to put a report out. And the report surprise, surprise, finds that fluoride is not helping anybody. It's actually lowering IQs. There's all sorts of problems. And every time the report's ready to come out, which has even leaked out, that's what we know about it. They say, well, hold on. We're not ready for that. That's been four years. You know who stopped at this last time? Rachel Levine, the other very unhealthy looking health minister. The point is that they're very clearly trying to suppress this. That's not even an opinion. Their own emails have now come out showing that they are suppressing this. And it's just so staggeringly obvious. So I hope you guys will check this out because it's one of those stories. It just it shows you kind of the the, the fall of the empire kind of feeling. Like you, you can have this many transparently obvious things. Not that there's like another narrative, just that it just completely like like East Palestine. No, you're not dying. Shut up. You're completely fine. There are no droids here. Like that, that's how it feels. Like just stop talking about the fact that you can all see that we're lying to you everywhere. So make sure you check this the series out, but realize that in the UK, they're like, we're going to do it now. We're going to add fluoride to your water, you know, right next to the glyphosate, right next to everything else that's probably in there that we don't know about as well. Now, another opening note that I think is important, court tosses January 6th sentence and ruling that could impact other low level capital riot cases. Now, it may sound, I mean, it's a positive, I guess. But the story is really, really unnerving because what the story is really about is a, a wild overreach of, of, of the law, a, a travesty of justice, a political persecution for all of these people. And they're only just now going, well, maybe that wasn't even allowed. So now and, they, and for this one person, the, the judge rules that. And so now that they're being forced to stand back and reflect on all the other people, uh, the numbers in here, it's a lot of them that are in the same position. You understand what I mean, where they're basically charging them for a misdemeanor, both prison time and probation. Now, apparently, and I'll read to you myself, they're saying that that's not supposed to be able to happen. But weird how it's been allowed to happen for two years now. And finally, somebody goes, wait a minute, we're breaking the law <laughs> or whatever violation. It just shows you how broken everything is. And the sad part is these people have already served their jail time. Now they're on probation. It's just and it's just it's again. I can't even find the words for how ubiquitous this is. 
It's, and the problem is that people in the paradigm will look at this and see it very acutely as just one little story about white supremacist or re- Republican MAGA people. And it's really a bigger picture about everything we're dealing with. They just, it, you know, everything's looked through that lens. Now, it says a fe- the federal appeals court on Friday ordered a new sentence for a North Carolina man who pleaded guilty. And understand that, too. That's inside the story. One of the stories that we never talk about is how manipulated i mean it's everything is but in this sense the court the justice system is if you could even call it that that we have this system it's basically i forget the numbers last time i looked it was in the high 90s of pleading plead outs where nobody ever actually sees their day in court or actually sees any form of justice we get this system where they scare you enough to go well you better take the deal because you don't ever you don't know what's going to happen you could go to jail for the rest of your life and everybody pleads out typically people that aren't guilty and we all know this we all everyone watches your court shows (laughs) <laughs> they shouldn't, but the point is that they, they go through these plea deals and they go, well, you know, you plead guilty to misdemeanor and then you'll make sure you don't get a big charge. And most people do that because they know how broken the system is and they know how aggressive these people are. So just because they pled guilty doesn't mean they're guilty, even though that's how they pl- apply it when they want to or when they don't. It's a ruling that could impact dozens of low-level cases. Now, it says the appeals court in Washington said James Little was wrongly sentenced. That's important. Wrongly sentenced for his conviction on a misdemeanor offense. So all the names and political talking points aside, we're talking about a misdemeanor. Jaywalking is a misdemeanor. We need to understand how silly this is. And the judge clearly had a political mindset. They're not supposed this is the problem with all of it today. These judges don't understand their own mandate. Your job is to uphold the Constitution. That's it. They don't do that. The fact that this person inserts their own personal political standing to act like, well, we can't let this person possibly be involved in another riot. So we're going to make sure that they get both. That's where it went wrong, obviously. The appeals court in Washington said they wrongly sentenced him for a misdemeanor offense to both prison time and probation, which is court ordered monitoring of defendants who are not behind bars. Now, this is obviously probation world when you get a misdemeanor. The problem is they wanted to make sure we got scared. People that were possibly going to protest against their government, you would get prison time. But they also put them on probation for a long period of time, which, again, that's the whole point. That's why it's wrongly sentenced, because the judge literally said, well, we don't know. This person could go out and riot tomorrow. That's not your that's a judge inserting their own political mindset over this whole thing. You're not supposed to be assuming what they might do. You're supposed to be addressing the crimes on the table. And this person, you can look, there's no history of criminal activity. They don't care. Little, who entered the Capitol, but did, didn't join in any destructive destruction or violence. So one of these many people that kind of just followed in after the police went like, go right ahead. Here, let me, let me move the bars out of the way. Step right in, ladies and gentlemen. And then they walk through, they're taking pictures. This is one of those people. Pleaded guilty in 2021 to a charge that carries up to six months behind bars if they press it all the way. And that's the point is it wasn't. It's a misdemeanor charge and it was meant to be smaller. He was sentenced to late last year to 60 days in prison following three years of probation followed by. But the two to one opinion from the U.S. Court of Appeals. So this is why the appeals process can you know still be worthwhile. As I say that, I'm so jaded about all these systems. They said that the probation, the probation and imprisonment, quote, may not be imposed as a single sentence for a petty offense. Not shouldn't be, but cannot be. Do you think that judge didn't know? Why didn't anybody else say anything two years ago? I just this really kind of breaks my heart. It's, It's so on the surface. That means every single person this cross didn't say anything, didn't care or didn't know. It says there are separate opinion opinions on the matter. 
and uh, the, the, the person who dissented, of course, is a, a appointed by Barack Obama, interestingly enough. The decision could invalidate the sentences of dozens of other defendants. More than 80 other people, 80 other people have also been sentenced to both prison and probation for a misdemeanor. 80 other people. So the fact that this person just got ruled as basically they did, did something they weren't even allowed to do, I'm willing to bet you those 80 other people will also be allowed. But guess what? Too bad they already served their prison time. Too bad all of them are already pretty much done with all of the tr- So nothing happens. We go, oops, our bad. Sorry, we broke the law. So you're going to go to jail? No, we're just going to let you know we're sorry. This is justice in a banana republic. At least somebody in there cares, but maybe they don't. Maybe this is just about rolling it back so there's no legal accountability. I don't know. It just makes me sad. But let's talk about censorship because this is all kind of in the same ballpark here. I mean, what's going on with those people are other constitutional rights that are being suppressed, removed, even though or rather not respected. So this is something, this whole story is really crazy to me. Now, but actually, before I even get into Discord, just so you guys know, this this happened two days ago. Deleted the entire server. Thousands of people on there, gone. And not even that. I mean, that's, that's the main part of it. But realize that there were, I mean, I didn't, I used that less than anybody. I used that more to post my links. To engage with the community when it was, you know, when it was needed for, you know, any number of reasons for research or just just because I wanted to say hi. But there was probably, I mean, I don't remember somebody in the chat. You guys were there more than me. There, twenty tens and hundreds, probably. I would say probably, I don't know, probably fifty, maybe. If I'm guessing accurately about other rooms and other sub rooms and things in there. Tell me if I'm wrong in the chat of other rooms in this Discord where people were talking about research of everything under the sun. Of you know Maui, this or or direct energy weapons or or Azov movement or East Palestine, or just and just work and links and conversation and research and discussion and it's all gone, which makes me more sad for the people in our community because this is this is you know, it was one of our hubs you know, and I think this is why it's done because one they don't want people being able to have these kind of engaging conversations and debates because that's what it was it wasn't just let's all think the same thing yay right wing or yay left wing. Or whatever dumb stuff happens in the paradigm. We were basically having conversations and debates and and coming and reaching new conclusions together. That's what they're really afraid of. And then again, I think it's really because we're getting back into some very some, you know, election cycle for the most part, but as well as the COVID narrative rising back up. They can't have people like us, you know, the ones that were calling it right from 2020 until now, not just rising up in 2022 like we all knew. You know, that that's I think they're more afraid of the obvious being ahead of the game, right? Now, one thing I want to point out, for those that don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I have always pushed back because I never thought it was even accurate and people calling me the most censored man on the internet. But I'll tell you right now, there is nobody that holds a candle to what we're dealing with. Nobody. There's plenty of people out there that talk, you know, Alex Jones always kind of gets held as the most censored, but really, he's very censored. But we have to realize that this was a grouping of main platforms kind of all at once. And then it just, you know, there's been some here and there other than and really the, the uh, nobody's been more. What's the right term for it? You know, with Sandy Hook and all of that, as much as you may think that what he did was wrong. If you really look at everything that happened there, he has every right to say all the things he said, whether you disagree with them or not. All the way they contorted this was one of the earliest ways to try to make words violence. That's all it was, no matter how detestable you may think his coverage was. So on that, in that regard, in like the, the judicial side of it, nobody's been persecuted like him in that way. But just realize, guys, as I list these off, and I know this is not even the full thing, I don't know anybody, and you tell me if you know somebody else who has been this censored continually throughout this entire process before I was ever even really as large as I was. But get this. Okay, so Google, 
in the very beginning, when I was just barely making this website about cannabis law reform, we got deleted or like banned from AdSense, you know, which a lot of people happened, but that was a long time ago. WordPress in general, we had to deal with some censorship on that platform in general for early on when I had the, dot, the earliest form of it. GoDaddy, way back when, was blocking my podcast, and that's why we had to switch to the, 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 the uh, dedicated server, which, by the way, I think is kind of... I didn't include it, but I'm kind of sure. I kind of feel HostGator is doing the same thing right now, which is why we're about to switch again. But LinkedIn banned the entire account, had a paid account, the whole thing. Just had just paid for a new year, deleted the whole thing. No notification whatsoever. Venmo deleted us for no reason, even though I never even used it. I only actually paid my exterminator through that, and that was it. And they just didn't like. They deleted me because oh, that's Ryan and that's TLab. Delete him. Delete him. <laughs> that's how it works. Tumblr. Remember that ridiculous platform? Tumblr banned me way back when just no question twitter multiple times and even right now suppression is still happening but realize at least four times before the ex elon takeover on twitter over and over and over and over youtube obviously still to this day having channels knocked down pirate channels left and right one after the other one after the other facebook over and over and over i've lost at least four channels on you on facebook patreon the entire Patreon with thousands and thousands of monthly donations coming in, recurring, deleted for things that we now know we were right about. Whitney's on the same page. In fact, I think we were both on the same similar. I forget if we were both about the AstraZeneca or not. I think mine was about myocarditis. We were both in the same discussions and we both got censored by Patreon because we told because we proved what we were saying. And I mean that, in fact, we showed you the emails where they said, no, no, you can you can discuss whatever you want. You just can't say that you can't. Uh, what they say, spread misinformation. So I'm like, okay, so I can come on and just talk all day long and that's okay. We went back and yes, essentially. But when you put those links out there, oh, 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 your brain. Ah, okay. So when we prove what we're saying with peer reviewed science, that's a no, no, that's what happened. And Patreon censored us for that. PayPal pulled the rug out, stole, what was it like $6,000? Never got it back. What, what happened to that, that six-month investigation? How'd that turn out? Nobody even responds. They don't even care. Gone. Completely censored. Buy Me a Coffee actually censored us right when I started it. Remember that? They censored the entire page until I hounded them and everybody tweeted at them. And they were like, we made a mistake. And then I got somebody in their comments to say, no, no, we censored you. It was in the, the help chat. We censored you, but we made a mistake. So I even got lied to about that. Then we have uh, Super U, the entire platform that is... I shouldn't include it to be quite honest, but we had the entire platform built and then something very suspicious happened with the person who was running it and then it all got shut down. So I don't know if that includes, but Instagram has censored us constantly on posts, not at the entire platform, like not the entire account, but over and over and over videos get censored. Then we have TikTok, same thing, over and over and over the videos get censored that we post there. Discord, you just saw our entire server get banned. Oh, and let's not forget ban.video that censored us because they respect free speech, right? Band.video censored T-Lab and removed the entire account. I showed you live on the show. Showed you where it used to be. Showed you how it popped up for a second. Then it said, oh, no longer there. Jason Burmas even reached out to them and said, hey, guys, what's up with that? And somebody was like, oh, I'm going to figure it out. That's not right. And they never responded to him. <laughs> Jason and I talk about it all the time. They never got back to him ever again. So that's just some of it. Literally just some of it. Now, I don't know anybody who has been censored like that. I just don't. Now, maybe it's because I'm a complete conspiracy theorist liar and I say things that are false all the time. You guys can decide for yourselves. Or it's because I am nonpartisan, objective to a fault, and, uh, and continue to do the work on things that most people are afraid to get into in general, let alone before it becomes a big topic in the conversation. Now, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I make mistakes like anybody. 
but I believe in what I'm doing. Entirely believe in the way we're doing it and how hard we work to try to maintain that, even though, again, I may make mistakes. I think that's why. So back to Discord. I just thought that was important for people to kind of take a moment to reflect on how crazy that is. <laughs> just, I never thought that we would be here. I never thought. It, it's just absolutely incredible. Now, Discord is the latest part of this. They deleted our entire invite-only server, broke no rules. They claim we did something that I know we didn't do. Now, I'm not going to say that I know that every person in that server might not have been direct messaging somebody with attacks and hate-filled things. Who knows? But again, that's the same as saying somebody can direct message me on Twitter and pretend that that's my fault because people can be in multiple servers. On the server, I had mods in there that would tell people, look, we, because this is the main point. We do not want to be represented by people that step in here and start screaming things and attacking people because there's, this is exactly why. And I'm not saying we were talking about speech. You could say whatever you want. What they're saying, and I'll show you next, is that we were threatening people. That didn't happen because if somebody in our Discord was being threatening or attacked, threatening violence, we would say you can't be here. You can't do that. Whatever you guys can hate, you can hate and call it censorship all you want. It's because we don't believe in that. But people could talk about all sorts of contentious things on there. But people said things that are disgusting and repulsive in our Discord sometimes that I saw. And I, that's so be it. I think you're disgusting, but that's the way it is. So the point is they deleted this because I think they don't like that. The objective conversation. And then on top of that, they censored individual accounts that were part of our server, including mine. Entire server's gone and then knocked off like six or seven other people that I know of that were just part of it. Now, I set up our Wire group. If you want to join that, you have to go to wire.com. It's free. Then sign up and then just search TLA Vagabond and then request to be added and I'll add you. And that's what we're using for the moment. We're testing a few other things out, but you're not going to stop us. That's not going to happen. We're going to keep going because that's what we do. That's what we've learned so far. Resilience more than anything. Finally today, which I think is kind of hilarious, after I've been screaming and just calling them out, and I went under their, their page and was tagging like everything they did with this, with this post. So I mean, don't trust them. They're going to censor you. And I, they finally sent me an email on their cowardly censorship of our TLAB server. They actually said verbatim, your account sent threats to others participated in targeted harassment, incited violence against individuals, that's what I think they're trying to make this about, or communities, or was involved in a server dedicated to those behaviors. None of which is true whatsoever at all. Like, verifiably not true. Because the point is that, one, the server was not dedicated to any of that. That's very, very obvious, because everybody in there was exactly what I just said, including the people that were part of the T-Lab team in general. Nobody was targeted, be, me, my, not myself. or Well, first of all, everything they said first is individual. Then they basically say, or in a server dedicated to those things. So I did none of those things. You guys know me well enough, and that's what I said down here. They obviously do not know me to think this would stick. I can promise you this is about making it appear that my work has a track record, this is one of them, and the other censorship things on other platforms, of inciting violence, which is very, dang it, which I, which it very clearly does not. I have a typo for the podcast in my own tweet. They have created a world where anything critical of the government narrative is violence, right? I mean, it's the same thing. You could, you could say that what Alex Jones said about Sandy Hook is just despicable and gross and bad or whatever you think, but he has a right to say it. It's called free speech. There is no point in which you saying something is your fault because of what somebody else does. That's just, that's just basic reality. Like, I mean, look, you can make an argument about somebody who's like trying to convince somebody, go do it, go do it, go do it. I'll still disagree with you because that person still makes their own choice to take action. But at least then you could be like, well, there's influence. 
if we're simply reporting what we think is the truth, even if you think they're lying about it, if somebody then goes, I'm going to do something because of that, how are you ever going to pretend that's the other person's fault? That's just childish. But this is what it's about. They're trying to create this. And guys, it's been, and this is kind of what I talk about when I say the Alex Jones effect or Joe Rogan effect. It doesn't mean that I think they're necessarily dishonest. They're just being used that way. Because we see how that works, right? They lay it at his feet, and then going forward, it builds on that. And now we're seeing this, right? As Whitney and I was talking, like probably my, probably the coverage did, did about the trans community. But how, how? But that's the whole point of how stupid this is. Because if you actually listened, it's sort of like what Grace just said. That she gets a fact check by like AP. <laughs> oh, big time journalism outlet didn't even watch the video, or just wholesale lied about it. Basically saying that she claims that there's drag. No, she didn't. In fact, she actually said the exact opposite. But you just glimpse, glean the title. Oh, that's she talking about direct energy weapons. It's just so embarrassing. These are journalism outlets. No, they're propaganda outlets. That's what it really is, whether they know that or not. So the point is about creating that kind of menta the mentality. Right. And so if you argue that my work about the trans community was harassing people, well, somebody might just assume that because, oh, that's conspiracy theory. But when you actually listen to what we're saying, you might be, it's very easy to see that I am, in fact, fighting for the people of that community. I'm pointing, as I've said from the very beginning, despite what I may think about individual choices, it's their choice as an adult to make those choices for their body. I have every right to point out that I think it's dangerous, that I think that these things aren't researched enough, and there's no long-term studies. And if you even get near a child with that conversation, yes, I'm going to call you disgusting because it is. But all of that being said... You move it aside. The point is that there are lots of people in that community that are very clearly not what they're making them out to be. Not everybody in this is a drag queen. Like I just saw, I'll talk about this in the next time I focus on this topic, which will be soon. There's a, there's a, there's now a, a, a what was it a weather person in, in Quebec, I think, that's completely dressed in drag. And I'm just thinking, what is this ridiculous focus? Do you realize that's a very small percentage of a very small percentage of people? Like we're talking about this trans community and everyone, it's being presented like they're all drag queens. It's just ridiculous. Why would you, okay, if you're a drag queen, why would you wear that as while you're at work? Because you're trying to make a statement. People that are drag queens don't dra dress in drag when they go work at the bowling alley. Like point is that they just do that because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, either a fetish or a recreational activity. But now they're being now they're going, well, we're going to wear it in front of your kid. We're going to wear it while we read them stories. We're going to wear it while I give you the news. So it's a clear push. My point is that that's politics. That means that these people are being used. That's me defending those people because you see the, pol the political side of it using them to manipulate others and making them look like they're something they're not. See, and but they bring that as a threat because what I am really threatening is the agenda around it. Sure, you can call that threatening and harassment to the agenda, to the government. I always protect people, even people that think I'm fighting them, even people in the paradigm that think I'm some kind of shill or demon, monster, devil worship, whatever nonsense they say, I'm fighting for them and their rights because that's what we do. Now, I was going to say something else about this in general, but you know, if you guys want to join us on Wire or whatever we do next, just please follow along. You know, follow our accounts. I mean, quite frankly, I don't. I'm. I'm. I'll, you'll see why I say this in in the next couple of tweets we show that I'm. I don't know how much longer we're going to be on Twitter. Quite frankly, because I think that as the steps they're about to take, I, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to verify my identity. Like that's what I've been saying in the past. Like somebody after I've been pointing some of this stuff out about Twitter, they're like, "Why don't you get rid of the blue check?" And I said, "Well, 
you know, I, I mean, I understand where it's all going and I understand why people are pushing back on that. My point was, I, I told everybody, when I, if I get my account back, which I never, ever thought was going to happen, I said, well, then I'll sign up for it. I, you guys all remember that. So if I, do, if I walk back now, I, I would be going back on what I said I would do. The whole point is I want to see how this plays out. And I, I'm happy to play that middle word because my point is I'm just like with YouTube and pirate channels. I'm using it to push back clearly, as you'll see next, as I'm aggressively calling them all out all the time without question, very publicly. So it's interesting the way that's being played. But when it becomes, oh, and then the point was all I needed to do when I first did that was confirm my phone number, which was already on file because that's what it was when we first set it up. No, no big deal. The moment they're like, oh, but we need fingerprints. Oh, but we need a facial scan. Hard no. That'll never happen. That was my line back then, too. But I think that's what it's really about. So we need to be on guard for where this goes. Everybody's beginning to see this as well. And really, quite frankly, I think most of them saw it a long time ago. They're just finding the courage finally to point it out. As I said with this tweet when I captioned it, I said, took you long enough. <laughs> I've, been, I've been calling out James Woods in this regard. I mean, let's, let's be real. He, I, I mean, I, I think he's, I love his movies and stuff. My family guy or whatever else. I think James Woods is funny, but it, politically he's been clearly kind of sucking up to Elon Musk from the very beginning. I remember when this first changed, he was like the first person to be like, everything's different. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, bud. It hasn't changed yet. Like I can prove to you that nothing has actually happened. And you're screaming, we did it. Everything shifted. I don't know why. Well, I do. I think it's politics. I think that was beneficial. Maybe they thought so. I don't know. But finally, finally, after all that we've seen, after the faulty, ridiculous fail of the Twitter screenshots or the, not, the lack of Fauci files or everything else or no source, no source material whatsoever, or any number of other things, continued censorship, continuing to deal with hate speech like it is breaking the law, even though it's not, working with the ADL, hiring a World Economic Forum CEO. For, really? Any one of those things should have been like, whoa, time out. But no, they kept going along and saying, yay, Elon. I'm not saying necessarily James, but finally he speaks up today and says, or this was, yeah, yesterday. He says, th- uh, this person says, we, we, well, first, he says, in the midst of a libel suit, I was targeted by 30 trolls the defendant enlisted to harass me. X will be untenable for people like me who are willing to share their identities. If he, if he does not, if he does this, I will have no choice but to retire from the site. And this is about the block feature. But as I understand it, I don't even think that's, well, I guess legally is not the right term. But as I understand it, if you remove that feature, you're not allowed in the app store. I, I haven't confirmed that personally, but I've heard that kind of just generally put out there. So I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Either way, James is saying, look, I'm being attacked. And this person says, well, we got to make sure that doesn't happen, James. You're one of the most important people on here. You help educate others. It's very important. You make a, a uh, what is that word? Humongous. Humongous. That's so strange. I don't think I've ever seen that word written out. I was going to say, huma- <laughs> that's just so weird. You know, I, I've said that many times on the show, doing this for as long as I have. You come across things that you've said, but you've never seen written out. Isn't that strange? Humongous. It's an odd looking word. Anyway, back to the point. You make a humongous difference, and I'm sure you're aware of that. So what do we, so what do we need to do in order for Elon to not do what he's trying to do? Again, it's, not, it's just so strange to me that even the framing continues to be like, please, Elon, just ha- you know, d- d- like pleading, like instead of going, okay, we see you for what you are. They go, come on, Elon, don't do it. Like, you're still on his side. I just, it's, it blows me away. 
People are like this three. That's crazy. He's got 3.7 million views. Very small account. Anyway, the point is, James then says, thank you. If Elon Musk removes the ability to block concerted harassment by trolls or organized political entities, which is really what it's mostly about, how will X be any different than Jack Dorsey's horrid Twitter? Well, I think it's it's already basically the same thing, guys. It's actually far more alarming to me how surreptitious most of it is. Blocking is just one small part of it. But he says, Musk, who, who by the way, as far as I'm concerned, it's, um, I agree. It's kind of a useless tool at this point. I, I, There's something I used to do with people that were super aggressive and just constantly trolling. It just, it just gets in your way. But then at the same time, you, these people just make another account, which not, that's not supposed to how this works. It's supposed to be how this works. But I've already seen this per, firsthand with all sorts of ridiculous, childish people that constantly, you know, it's not just, it's, just mute them. <laughs> you mute them. They don't know that. And you never see them. So it's much easier that way anyway. But he says, what Musk, who I once championed, which I don't know why you would do that, though. Is, that's the strange thing to me to begin with. Everyone needs a savior complex. Is only doing this to protect his advertisers anyway. Well, it's kind of a hard shot. Like, my point is, if you're if it's only been the block, like if now now the block action suddenly goes, well, I don't like this. Well, the way that wouldn't be how you frame that. It would be like, well, I like everything, but the block thing will do it for me. Clearly, he's been harboring more perceptions on this or more thoughts on this for a while, because as he says, he, he's only doing this to protect his advertisers. So he's like, he doesn't care about us. So something clearly shifted. Users of X are mere pawns, he says, to turn the site into an electronic shopping mall. Yeah, clearly something shifted. The man I thought, he says, was a defender of free speech is just another greedy capitalist. Disappointing, but not surprising. Yeah, about time. All the signs were there from day one, guys. And then Musk literally falls up and says, delete, then delete your account. Wow. He doesn't even care to challenge what he said. We'll delete it then. You don't like my capitalism you don't you don't like my tyrannical technocratic built out you know whatever it's the deleted and then everyone's on this like this these are all some of the hardest defenders of elon telling james woods to delete his account for his valid criticism of your proposed policy is a pretty good way to burn lots of goodwill guys wake up like these people that still pretend like they're like come on elon just take it back i just don't understand it i love Viva Frey. i don't know why these people can't see past what he's doing but he goes, Champagne Josh, who says, it's clear X is ramping up censorship in preparation for the election. There you go. Bingo. It's exactly what I see, too. That's funny. <laughs> anyway. Vigilant Fox was the one that shared this. Thank you for pointing it out. He just said responding, then delete your account is not a good look. He actually wrote a thread about it right below. If you want to check this out, we were just talking about this, that they're not living up to what they said, that they're deboosting, they're shadow banning. They're doing all sorts of stuff, and they're not marking it like they said they would. It's all very dishonest. Clandestine says, well, I tried to reach Elon via X numerous times, most recently on a post with 1.3 million views. He's got a gigantic account, almost 350,000. They leave me no choice, he says. I guess I'm going to have to fly to San Francisco. Always they tried to reach out support multiple times. Nobody, Nobody's helping. That's pretty much how it always is with these platforms. I really don't want to make a stink, but I'm not, I'm not just going to roll over and accept my fate. I mean, no ill will towards Elon or anyone on the staff. Like, see, that's my point. It's like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Guys, you just got to get past this. I know getting in contact with the most influential man on earth isn't something I should expect, but I need the internal records to see who gave the order to censor my accurate reporting, which led to my life being changed forever. Does it really matter? I mean, even framing it like that is like you like you're trying to find you like you're hoping that it's like some rogue FBI agent. We're so far past that. If you got censored, it doesn't matter whether he made the choice or not. This is the platform he's in control of. It's still happening. We need to be real about that. 
It says Twitter acted in unison with mainstream media and government entities to censor and cover up accurate information on the U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. Big surprise. Starlink is still their baby over there. Big, big shock, right? You don't know that's Elon's connection. And, now, you know, I don't again, a quick side note. I don't understand everyone's going, Elon, please use Starlink for Maui. It's like it's like people calling for their own technocratic censorship. I don't understand that or not censorship, but control. Like we don't, we shouldn't be calling for any more immersed of these things to be immersed with what's going on. We don't need Elon Starlink to help with, with what's going on in Maui. Quite frankly, I think we could use any number of other things. I just think it's interesting that that's becoming this kind of right wing tactic. But it says, and if U.S. government affiliated persons or entity gave the order to censor me, I know I need to know as I'm entitled to my freedom of speech. You know, censorship. Bottom line on Twitter, still very much happening. Afshin Ratanzi points out. Uh, in case you missed it, Twitter X is going to add a button to report users to the European Union, to the EU, when new decree against free speech comes into force. It's already happening. We already showed you this on other, pl- on other areas as well. EU's to outlaw forms of political dissent. It, I mean, this is where we're going. It's happening in real time, and people are still making excuses. I don't understand. Whitney points this out, and this is where we get into the concerning part, like I was just mentioning. She says, it'll only get worse from here. Just say no to the anti-anonymity agenda. See, the point is, if we, if everybody just says no, they're not going to do it. They can't, ju- I mean, it depends. I shouldn't say that. We've seen companies destroy themselves for ESG and so on. But I would be willing to bet you if most people didn't go along with this, they wouldn't do it. It's still a business. So as it says, PC Mag, this just came up. This was on the 18th. Oh, that's interesting. They put a note. Let's read that afterward. X will begin to have the users verify their identity by having them submit a selfie alongside a government issued ID. Now, that's not super crazy. It's what, it's what we've done for, you know, cryptocurrency platforms. And, but, but still, it's, I'm done with this stuff. I've, I've only grudgingly done that a couple of times for things like those platforms, and I hated every second of it. It always feels like they're just, it's, it's one more step. The process required, and this is what I think it's really about. It's about building. Oh, you know what? Did I? Oh, I didn't grab that. Hold on. What was that? Oh, it was it under here. Shoot. No, I comment. I'll just remember what I said in general. I had a comment about this, but I'll read this first. It says the process requires users to contact consent to X storing their information for 30 days, which probably means forever and storing it with uh, what is that? Auto ticks, an identity verification company based in Israel. Oh, good times. Because that's what we want, right? More personal American information in the hands of the Israeli government. Totally nothing wrong there. Here it says, ID verification is going to be an optional layer. Well, see, okay, this is how it starts. <clears throat> I don't think it said, yeah, it doesn't say mandatory. So it's interesting. It's a community. See, they're going, no, they're trying to downplay it, I think, with the community notes, which I'll point out is not always clearly accurate. This is not going to affect non-blue users in any way. I highly doubt that. So you're, what you're really trying to tell us is that you're – so if you have a phone number from somebody with a blue check, that's all you need, but you're going to ask for everything else from the non – that doesn't make any sense. We'll have to wait and see how this plays out because I guarantee you this won't be about – as long as they pay something, we won't, we won't take their – there's no way. Because the real point for me or them in general beyond Twitter is about the – as Whitney pointed out, the anti-anonymity step. Now, this is uh, – oh, that's what it was really. I forgot this. I'll include this since it's very related. Derek has put up a great article about the digital ID, rather specifically digital driver's license step, which is happening in the U.S. and Mexico. And the, why that's so important 
is because it's it's just a it's a stepping stone for for where this all goes. And so and this is what jumped into my mind. Oh, and that's what it was too. See, I just that's what it was. I'm remembering the other show. I do that sometimes. <laughs> Let's see if I can grab this. I think that's it right there. Nice, perfect. Okay, <clears throat> so this this is Derek's recent article. Who's behind the push for digital driver's licenses in the U.S. and Mexico? Now, the, the crux of the point is it's you, they're just kind of edging you in. Well, just scan your driver's license. You can still keep it, and then we'll attach a QR code to it. You can use digital ID. The point is once you do that, your, your driver's license is just a relic. They'll, they'll be asking for your digital version. It says it right in there. But you can arguably, if you like lost that, you, could use, you should be able to use the physical part of it. But when that step gets taken next, they'll just say, okay, no more of those. For X, Y, and Z, new pandemic or climate change or whatever it is. Now, you all have them on your phones anyway. Just get rid of them. You know, 10% of the world that hasn't done it yet, too bad. You have to do it now. That's where this goes. But it's about incrementally, incrementally stepping you into it, the boiling frog. And that's where this comes in. Reclaim the Net just pointed this out. X is already working on adding government ID verification with Israeli digital ID company Autotix. We just talked about it. This is the same point. But the, the point is that they are using... That step, it's the same thing. You have to scan your ID, right? And then it gets stored. But the point is that there is going to come a time where they just kind of push this further and say, well, now you can only use your digital version of that. And once they get enough people in that step, it's, then it'll be the next step. Okay, well, now we need iris scans. Now we need facial. That's it. You think I'm crazy. Some people do. Look back. How many times we pointed this stuff out and then it, then it happened. These are, they, and look, the craziest part about it is people calling you crazy for saying this. It's literally, po- they're openly saying this. They're openly telling you, maybe not Twitter is going to do this next, but from the Great Reset podium, from the, all the different direct, the, the, uh, the Davos meetings and everything else. They're literally telling you, we need this because pandemics. We need this because climate change. We need this because biometrics. We need this because biomedicine and surveillance. They're all saying that. So it's just a matter of time unless we do something about it. So, it's, and so this is my point. If that step happens, I'm, that, that's going to be the end for Twitter. For me, anyway. I just can't go along with that. So read this in general to see uh, the Thales group, which we've talked about many times, is, you know, it's basically, it, it basically, it's literally partnered with the DOD is, is the one pushing this forward. I mean, it, it, all of this is a military agenda, guys. Now, here's an interesting thing I wanted to point out. It relates to Twitter. That's why you'll see what I mean in a second. It's also overlaps with Maui, which we'll talk about in a second. Only have a few points on that. I saw this. Now, I'm not a, this. This is a very partisan account. We've, we've, we've pointed out one once or twice before. But what I'm seeing here is really concerning to me. Now, again, the partisan doesn't even matter. The, whether the history about this doesn't matter. I want you guys to take this with an open mind. And I, I don't even know how to take this just yet. It could be that Nick is telling you the truth and that this is like a harassment thing. Or it could be the other way around where... He's sort of getting caught live on the air for grifting. Now I, I don't know. I really, I'm really, I'm really kind of in the middle. I'm not a huge fan of Bannon in that whole direction. Matt Eretz written a lot of great work on T Lab. You want to just search Bannon, you'll find it about some of the concerning things there. But people tend to see that as partisan. It's up for you to decide. But so here's what it says: Just hours after I began pressing the mayor of Maui super hard about children missing from the fire, I began being stalked, harassed, and intimidated. Now the point is, this came out. After this got caught live on the air. So this, for me, if, you, if you're thinking he's lying, this could feel more like a kind of a you setting the narrative about what just happened because it's already live. People already had the video. And then, of course, he puts out a video, though, that's very clipped and you don't see all of it, which makes me a little suspicious. But it says this morning at 545 a.m., about two minutes after I started my live, 
with Steve Bannon on War Room, with, uh, while alone in the rear of my hotel, a stalker aggressively approached me from behind. Well, what's interesting is when you hear him, when the full picture anyway, you, it's very different what he says. And I'll, I'll just, I'll, well, I'll play it in a second. So you guys hear this first, then we'll hear that. He says, I don't know who this guy is or, or why he showed up. Well, that even arguably is not true because the guy literally makes a point to say it in the longer video. But he says, I had no way of knowing I'd be at the live schedule. He says, I, I even received several death threats from anonymous users, which again, that's, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe not. I, th- that's just him saying that. Question everything. I'm not saying I think one way or the other. I'm honestly in the middle. Although I now have to move hotels, get a new rental car, and possibly even hire security, I will not be deterred. And if anything, I'll be more vocal. Stalking, harassing will not back, will backfire. I don't trust Maui, Hawaii, or U.S. governments. They're all lying, and they know the truth, and they're hiding it from the public. Well, you know, this is, you know, I, I agree to an extent. But this is kind of, you know, now this is where the, the momentum of these stories becomes very concerning to me. Because once it becomes very clear to, again, not saying that's what this is, but if you think it is, where grifters will step in and try to start benefiting from the momentum of the story. Right? And so I just, I get, very, that's why I tend to pull back sometimes once these stories get real, a lot of momentum, because... I don't, you start to wonder what you can trust because there are a lot, especially today with deep bakes, and whatever else, but here, here's what they played first. Just so you can see the clip that they played here. Hey, what's up, Nick? I've been trying to reach you. I've been reaching out to you on X. Um, we're supposed to be uh, meeting with people here. Who do you, what victim? Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is, this is, so you're seeing this live right now. People actually track, they yep. track me down. And you're staying in a tent. You said you're coming and staying in a tent. You're taking uh, up resources. I'm not taking up here. any resources. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. That gets cut off. But even that is like, whoa. So clearly if you just, just taking this video alone, the guy, unless staged, that's also possible. That seems kind of strange. The guy is saying, you know, I, I was trying to contact you on X, right? So clearly he was aware that Nick was saying, I'm going to raise money and go to Maui, which is what happened, which I, I don't, I kind of have an issue with the fact that you're raising money so you can go to Maui while people are suffering in Maui. Now I get that you're trying, you're saying you're going to go cover it, but you pay for that. Why you would raise money to go do that when I, that seems, I don't like that. But anyway, the point is that the guy says, you said you were going to stay in a tent. Have you talked to anybody? So very clearly, this is him going, you're not, I, I was supporting you and you're not doing what you came here to do. That's what it feels like to me. Now, the guy could be lying. He could be a stalker, right? I mean, that's completely possible, especially with a partisan swing to all of this. <clears throat> now, this person follows up and says, watch out for this troll. What's interesting is I'm not sure if this person was really calling this person a troll or just wanted everyone to see what this person was saying you can decide for yourself this is like the second or third day in a row that he keeps posting weird stuff on your comments he has an unhealthy obsession with you wouldn't be surprised if these weirdos didn't follow you but then i find it interesting so this is what he posted and i'll show you this is where it gets into twitter he says so this piece pos conspiracy theorist raises money to fly to hawaii in order to get to the bottom of what really happened said he was going to talk to locals about what they saw and then went and what they need doesn't talk to anybody, so they come find him. So that's what he's saying is happening. That he goes there and didn't do what he said he was going to do, and the people that were paying for him to go there were like, dude, what are you doing? So take that may be what happened, or not. You guys decide. Here's the other tweet. He says, this would be hilarious if not for the fact that Nick Sorter is a lying S uh, grifter diverting resources from victims of Maui fires. Now, you would get why somebody would be upset about that, if that's what was happening. Raising money to investigate 
and then politicizing the tragedy. Okay. Oh, last one says, does Nick have, uh, have this one was more about just personal. Yeah. So here, when I search for this guy's account, because I'm like, okay, I want to, I kind of want to see what's going on here. Nothing. Nothing at all. Anything, not, like specifically Nick, when you, you can see that he's mentioning the guy's name, literally written out. Now I'll show it to you. It's right here. His name is right there, written out in his tweet, right? Now I've shown you this a couple times. This thing works damn near flawlessly, except when you are searching for something Elon just said, maybe, or other cases. I find that pretty interesting. You'll see it just, nothing comes up. <laughs> of course, now, oh, there you go. I just, it's so funny. This always happens when we're live, but it's weird that it doesn't come up on top. I, I went all of them, search for everything. That's so strange. Let's just do this again and see if now it works. Yeah, of course, now it does. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyway, or you got to pretend that I made it up because I hate when that happens live. The point was is for the f- four hours I was getting ready, I was like, it's, I, I literally had to find this guy individually and search it down. So suddenly it pops up. But that aside is not even the most important part. So this is what the guy's actual account was saying. He's saying, so this guy came out and said that what they were going to do and so on, right? But he goes, here's the full video. Okay, so this, so far, some people have probably already made their minds up one way or another. Oh, I know him. He's honest. Oh, that guy's a stalker. But now watch the fuller video that they didn't include and ask yourself why they wouldn't include it, seeing as how, one, they can play a lot longer two minutes with a blue check, but also the two, that was 30 seconds of a lot longer video. Well, I think we see why right here. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, that was one of the questions that uh, it's like I said, it's been burning in a lot of people's minds here. Hey, what's up, Nick? I've been trying to reach you. I've been reaching out to you on X. Um, We're supposed to be uh, meeting with people here. Who do you, what victims have you met? Uh, okay. Yeah. So what victims have, what victims have you met? Oh, this is, this is, so you're seeing this live right now. People actually track, they yeah. tracked me down. And I thought you were staying in a tent. You said you were coming and staying in a tent. I thought you were staying in a tent, not a hotel. You're taking uh, up resources. I'm not taking up here. any resources, resources. Yes, you are. No, I want to stay with it. Bannon then says, I want to stay with it, which I find interesting. Just the guy clearly does not want to deal with this. I don't know how you live with yourself, man. He says, I don't know how you live with yourself, man. And the guy's basically starting to break down. You've seen the devastation. You've seen the people. You see, I'm, you, I'm just, it's hard to hear, but he said, you see the people, you see what's happening. I don't feel like this is a stalker. I can see you tearing up because you know how much these people are suffering. No, you're, you're, you're literally. Person's here. Yes, you are. No, I want to stay with it. I don't know how you live with yourself, man. You've seen the devastation. You've seen the people. I can see you tearing up because you know how much these people are suffering. No, you're 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 literally here. You just wow. So Nick, what is, I, he, what is, is the issue? This is real, dude. This is what I, I, I'm getting. I'm getting chased. This is what's going on? Now, see, see, th- th- this, this is what happened. I ended up getting doxxed by these. Uh, I mean, these. Uh, 
I mean, right there, guys. <clears throat> Look, I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I don't want people to jump to conclusions. Give him the benefit of the doubt because that's what we should do if we don't know. But I, I got to be honest. The way that that went down, he's he, like someone said in the chat. He shook. That's shook. And then that's what would I would argue the way somebody would react when they're caught by somebody who was giving them money to help people and then didn't do what he promised. I just think that's important to point out because I think this is a lot. Now, if that's what's happening, and I really, I really mean that. But my point is, in general, we know this is happening. There's a lot of the, the classic grifters out there, at least just electronically on Twitter, you know, the Matt Wallaces of the world that are screaming things that we can prove aren't true or using people in Maui to raise money for things that aren't going to Maui. Like, this is happening all over the place. And they have a, all sorts of following. I just think it's really concerning. And this is the kind of stuff that it gets, gets raised up as they censor things on Twitter, right? And I'm, I don't think any of it should be censored. But this seems kind of interesting to me. Look. Yeah. So they. I didn't post a picture of myself. You posted a picture of your location, the palm trees, the water. Okay. So this guy said you posted a picture. That's how I knew you were here. And he came up and said, "Oh, I thought you were staying in a tent. Where, who have you talked to?" And then a guy breaks down and basically says, "You, you know, these people are dying, they're suffering, and you're taking money from the." I, that's pretty crazy. So you guys decide for yourself. I just think we need to be really careful about what goes on today because they're, especially when it ties into the paradigm, guys, people that don't even realize they're being dishonest in the paradigm can be dishonest in the paradigm. Now, this one, Matt Couch follows up and says, Nick is working his ass off in, uh, in, oh, I thought that was an extend in Hawaii and has been attacked at every turn, which I, that's, I don't see any evidence of that. That's, what, that's the narrative that they put out after this guy came up behind him. But I looked. Other than that, there's no evidence even of him saying this before that tweet. So I don't, it doesn't feel genuine to me. He, uh, it says on the phone with this patriot and warrior, very, very humble, he's being harassed, attacked, threatened, and he doesn't have to do any of this. Well, you could look at it that way, but it says harassed by who? It says watch the video on War Room. And this guy follows up and then it says Nick said he wanted to talk to locals, but he hasn't talked to any. A local found him and suddenly Nick has a problem with just asking questions. And again, you could follow up this guy's account too. They're claiming he's harassing and I don't see much of that. Very concerning. Now, on a contrast, here is Tony Kinnett, which again, I'm not familiar with. I know of the Daily Signal, but I'm not familiar with them. He simply says, landed a bit ago in Maui. The rumors about locals being rude, unwelcoming, and unfriendly to guests, workers, media are so far false. Everyone's been extraordinarily kind and engaged. Well, it's probably because this person didn't raise money to go there, went on his own accord, is trying to cover it. That'd be a guess, maybe. Loaded some boxes, a formula. I mean, you can read it. It's just kind of like, you know, dealing with these people, talking to them, and people come up and interview. It's quite, quite a different overlap. You guys can decide for yourselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, I find it interesting, yet again, that this video is now being just passed around. <laughs> Here's corporate media claiming it for their own, because that's what they do. But Kanoa the Great put out a, a really, really interesting thread here that I think we should discuss. And this is, so we've, all, we've gone over quite a bit, very logical, justifiable concerns about what may have gone down here. Land grabs, arson, which all of which very clearly seem to be involved at this point, even if it was after the fact. It's so obviously something's going on. But then we talked about the idea of directed energy weapons, not because, again, I've, I don't think there's any evidence of it being done 
or that the location we discovered on the mountain range in Maui that literally has a directed energy weapon system, which we it's right on their own website. Great, really graceful pointed out as well that that has anything to do with it. Certainly could. And we shouldn't be afraid to ask that. That's why it's important that we do that. We should be because the problem is people are so scared of getting into anything that they might think is, you know, I, I for instance, I even saw uh, what's his name. I'm going to forget now, Satchtel or what's his name? Anyway, he came out and said, you know, all the conspiracies about Maui are false. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a pretty silly statement, right? What do we mean? All the conspiracy? Like, certainly we should, like, I would say very clearly that I don't see any evidence that direct energy weapons were used in this case, but I don't see any evidence they weren't either. The point is we don't know. So to come out and just like saying all the conspiracies, so what, you don't think that somebody could have set fires on purpose to in, in in it to remove people from property they've been trying to get or even further to set arson in order to justify change for the great reset and the green energy direction like that's a pretty ignorant thing to say i'm not saying i have evidence of that other than the or proof i should say there's plenty of evidence but to say that that's just just it it was because of the tor- the wind and because of the power lines like you, i'll play this video next obviously we've already played these played these for you i i 100 just think this played a factor but then of course even right then you could point out as he does here that like Hawaiian Electric spent only $240,000 over the last year in regard to upkeep for specifically wildfires and everything else went toward green energy. Isn't that in and of itself an important point to make? Well, that's green energy. That's the great reset. That's potential conspiracy. Maybe to the point where they wanted this to happen. Oh no, we can't ask that because that would be conspiracy. It's just people are so afraid of that. It's cowardly, man. And And again, I'm not even calling him cowardly. I'm saying in the general sense, People that are afraid to step into that, that's, it's, it shows something to me. But all of this is very important. And I, what I want to show you this is ask whether you think, because we should do this too, it could have only been this. Is it possible that based on what we're seeing here, that this was all that happened? And then it's still being used. That's not even up for debate. I see that in any circumstance. Never let a good crisis go to waste. They're always trying to take advantage. But as it says here, an independent Maui company has unveil, unveiled new evidence suggesting that equipment failures in the power grid likely triggered multiple fires. The data was collected through a network of smart sensors known as Ting. Well, that's kind of interesting that it turns out to be smart sensors that break the case. Distributed to homeowners by insurers. Hmm. These sensors designed to spot electrical hazards at home also detect grid-wide issues in real time. For example... On August 7th, 10.47 p.m., an explosion occurred near Maui Bird Conservation Center in upcountry Maui. Soon after, flames appeared along the tree line. That's the video we've been showing you guys. The, the video that looks in the direction of exactly where that sent, that the, the uh, Air Force Research Laboratory is. Ting's data and analysis showed that 10 nearby sensors recorded a sudden voltage drop at the exact time. <clears throat> an unmistakable sign of a grid failure. But again, you could just as well argue that that's a sign of something else happening, too. Such faults involve abnormal electric currents due to equipment failures like transformer explosions, fallen power lines, or line contact. These faults seen in the Bird Sanctuary explosion video can cause sparks or arcs, potentially releasing molten metal fragments. Within the same period, 78 sensors across the island identified 122 grid faults, mainly due to strong winds. In West Maui, Data indicated significant grid stress. Lahaina saw 34 faults between late evening and early morning, increasing in frequency and intensity. Well, I mean, it makes sense, but why would then it only be so hyper-focused on just Lahaina? 
I mean, if you look at the map, I mean, even where the fire came from doesn't seem to be, it seems to be clearly the most damage was done in only the main area of this town. That seems strange. Well, you could argue that's where, mo- where houses are and there's more things to burn, sure. But it just seems like an odd overlap, doesn't it? Now, it says, meanwhile, Ting data aligned with the line of power outage. During, outage, during the outage, a local resident recorded a downed power line uh, near his home, which we've already shown you. Concerning the fatal fire that destroyed Lahaina Town, indications suggest power grid played an issue. Now, here's the video for yourself, and then we can decide what you guys think. It was collected by a network of smart sensors called Ting. Now, these sensors are distributed to homeowners by insurance companies. They're designed to detect electrical hazards that could spark a house fire. But the company's CEO says when you take a look at the data as a whole, it can pinpoint problems on the power grid in real time. Monday, August 7th at 10.47 p.m., surveillance video captured an explosion outside. You know, but isn't that an assumption? How do you know it's an explosion? I mean, genuinely. Like, see, this is where we get into the game. Like, if so, if somebody just asks, could that not have been a directed energy weapon? Well, they, they're going to they're gonna roll their eyes. Well, sure. It's, maybe it's abstract. Maybe it's an unlikely. But seeing as how we can very clearly prove that there is a, there is a system on the, uh, literally in the direction of that video camera, Shouldn't we ask that? Well, no, because that's not allowed to be asked. It's like wondering whether or not the Israeli government was responsible for a crime. No, it can't be that because we know our marching orders. I just think that's interesting, isn't it? Like, it, obviously, it's possible, but not, but not in this world. Not allowed. It's absolutely what we think it is before we even find out because journalism. Inside the Maui Bird Conservation Center, upcountry, off Olinda Road. Minutes later, flames were recorded burning in the tree line. Now, CEO of Whisker Labs, Bob Marshall, is coming forth with... Whisper Labs. <laughs> of course, it's called Whisper Labs. ...information he says was captured by a network of smart sensors installed in nearby homes. If you look, I wonder if it listens to you as well. Look at the Ting data. All the sensors uh, in that area, 10 sensors, measured at that very instant a sharp drop in voltage... Uh, that is the actual fault occurring on the electrical grid. A fault is defined as an abnormal electric current caused. Yeah, couldn't that be caused by something else? Obviously. By some sort of. And again, just so you guys know, I don't think that's what happened. I just think, I mean, unless I see something else to point in that direction, I just think it's an interesting overlap and certainly could be. That's where I'm going to leave it because I don't have any more evidence to make anything. But but still, it's. I think it's interesting how aggressively you they like step out of the way of any possible connection just because they know that if they did people would laugh at them because that's how the corporate media mainstream circles would engage with that topic see that so these people are not in the interest of reporting what they think the truth is is especially if that bumps up against what they might feel is not supposed to be talked about that's very clear alice amara will tell you that plenty of people that were in this field will tell you that they are not allowed to and you know who knows that very well too that never will tell you that tucker carlson 100% knows that because that's how the mainstream media works. Of equipment failure. Examples include a transformer exploding, a fallen power line, or when two lines touch. Any of those faults, just like what you see in the video from the bird sanctuary, are likely to cause an arc or a spark. That means there's molten shards of hot metal falling down to the ground. Yeah, but see what I showed you last time on this too? I personally don't think that or a spark. Like, that means. Does it start when I let go? I thought it would stay there. I think that that. Come on. 
the way that looks does not to me look like like okay if it was a, an arc that I don't think that's how it would look. Now a transformer explosion can look just like that, but it doesn't typically only do one surge. It, it continues. We've already shown you the overlaps. So just one large blue surge of light does not seem like what they're saying. If you know, I'm not the expert on electronics. You guys let me know what you think. Based on what I've looked into, that's not what that would look like as far as I know. Or a spark. And that means there's molten shards of hot metal falling down to the ground. Between Monday, August 7th and Tuesday, August 8th, three major fires broke out on Maui. During that same time period, Marshall says 78 sensors spread out across the island detected a total of 122 faults on Maui's electrical grid. Now, the point is that that would then explain why these things might have started at the same time, or so that's what feels like the narrative would be, right? So, yeah, they started simultaneously, but it's because there were surges in the grid and it popped off in certain places, and because they just happened to be all run down equally that they caused, you know, and I mean, logically, that would make sense, but it feels a little convenient. And that's not normal at all. I mean, there's typically not more than a few faults on any given day. Okay, so it's also abnormal. Interesting. On Maui. And so this was definitely a result of the winds. In West Maui, he says there's evidence the power grid was under tremendous stress. Just looking at the sensors in Lahaina, uh, there were 34 faults measured kind of between the 11, uh, 11 o'clock Monday night time frame and the 5 a.m. time period when they went offline. Uh, and those were increasing in frequency and severity. Around the same time, Ting data indicated that power outage. Freaking power line just went down. A Lahaina man captured this video outside his home after he says he was awoken by howling winds. I hear a pop coming from across the street. As soon as I hear the pop, all I heard is like electrical, like going. And, and so you guys know, these are, we've shown you these already. These definitely happened. You can see the, so... It's not a question about whether these were involved with the fire. That's very clear. You can see them fall, and you can see then the fire begin in those areas. So it, what, what people that are trying to push this into a very specific corner so it benefits what they think is the story will ignore something like that, right? Because you have to fit that in. So at the very least, if it was something else, then this was also part of it. So that could mean that it was also part of the illusion, like the, the actions. Maybe they, and, you know, or and really <clears throat> just thinking outside, you know, thinking about why that would make sense. You, the same point goes that if they intentionally underinvested in this, that then and then see that's the thing though is if you think it's a plan, you would have to argue that this would have been executed at some point, as opposed to just working out in exactly the same time when other things were ready. It's just there's so many anomalies to this whole story, but that doesn't always mean that it, it's exactly what you think, right? It could very. That's why I'm playing this in general. It's just this very well could just be what happened. And then the vultures swing in like usual and the government steps in to take advantage and, you know, and that stuff always happens. The realtors would have always called. That always happens because these people are disgusting. That's the power line that started. For the fire from there, to me, it simulated a fuse and it just followed a straight line all the way up to the pole where the thing was. And it landed in a bigger pile of dry grass and that just ignited. Igniting the blaze. On Tuesday, the state told H&N investigates the official cause of the fires had not been determined. That is what drives me crazy. What do you mean the official cause? So, so we have all the evidence that we've seen like that that shows not like not like a not like a a fire in the distance and these things fell and started, but literally a beginning of a fire, a line that falls, 
smoke starts, and then a fire breaks out. <laughs> How in the world do you not go, that looks like it's starting right there? Like, it just seems like a strange thing to say that we're not going to stay. We don't, like, I don't, I, maybe, maybe that's what we want from them. Maybe we're, they're trying to be more objective. I don't know. But it really just strikes me as suspicious, to be honest. And likely won't be for some time. We will, uh, as in any uh, incident of this nature, uh, eventually be looking at causes and uh, measures that will improve safety in the future. But- yeah, see, that's always what it comes down to. More money, more actions. And then next time they fail you, they'll ask for more money and more action, more government control. And then it fails. And they go, well, we need more money. It'll work this time, every time. I'm not, just look through history. It's ridiculous. But again, this is one where... All of the assets that would be uh, involved in investigating reports like that are trying to restore service at the moment. Meanwhile, Marshall says when it... Oh, you know, restore service? You mean the services you shut off and we now know that, even though you lied about it when it started? Right? What did we get told? Oh, well, the power was out and that's why it didn't work. Oh, well, they, they, the, the fire caused the water to turn... Nope. We know that they've admitted the fire was a choice or the water was a choice to turn off. We know that the alarm systems were a choice not to sound. And the guys even resigned because of that. I mean, those two things alone are outrageously suspicious. Comes to the Kula fire, the data is clear. We have direct video evidence that, you know, that there was a large arc flash. It corresponds to a fault on the grid. So right there, that would be in a normal sense. That's where it started. And they would report that. Right. I mean, you could argue that, like, they're so on guard against conspiracy theorists, and it's like the it's like people collapsing from the injection. They they're just like so afraid that we're going to point at something that they just hold out all the information, and that's kind of what happens now. They don't tell you things because they don't want you to know because they might misuse it, or they're trying to cover it up. But right there, ten years ago, they would have been like that. But here, we found out that an electric grid failed and started the fire. Not today. I bet you we never get a definitive answer. Sadly, it's where it feels like it's going. Lost my place here. There we go. Now, this person follows up after his video and says, money went to green initiatives instead of maintenance, which that's important. And I think that's something that, not, like, the people dismissing conspiracy theories are, like, including that. Like, somehow, there, anything that's not exactly the, oops, it was a fire, we're dealing with it, is somehow a conspiracy theory. And that, that's dangerous. But he says Hawaiian Electric ignored the fire risks, power line upgrades, grid improvements, focusing on shifting to 100% renewable energy. It's all on the record. They're proud about it. And that then, at the very least, added to the possibility this would happen, especially if you think it was organic. Why is nobody talking about that? Why aren't they being held? You know what the craziest part is? Right after this, if you can believe it, I showed you on the two shows ago, I think, Hawaiian Electric, their stocks went up 20%. How do you make sense of that? They fail And their stock goes up? (laughs) I guess they failed just the right way. You guys can decide for yourselves. Michael points out, when you add up all the money our government has given to Ukraine, and you guys have seen this already, it adds up to around $2,500 per Ukrainian. Actually, we haven't said this on the show. We've shown the amount of money, but if you break it down, the money they've given to Ukraine, $2,500 per Ukrainian. But you know, the best they can do or the best they want you to think they can do for Hawaiians are $700 per household. And that's it. Oh, and some interest loans so you can be debt slaves. Sounds good. That barely covers $709 per month Americans have lost due to Biden inflation, he points. He says, really just government inflation. The people who run our country actively hate the people they govern. I, I agree with that. Now, here's a point from Daily Mail 
Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey snaps up 870 acres on Hawaii Island Maui for $6.6 million on top of 100 she already owns amid anger from locals who say mega rich like her and Zuckerberg are pricing them out. Well, this is circulating on Twitter right now, and a lot of people think it just happened, but it's from March 8th, 2023. Still, still relevant, but it's important that we don't fall for the people on Twitter that are trying to mislead everybody. The point, though, is that this is, this is, I mean, this is important. But it's not really lost on everybody. I think most everybody's addressed this part of it, right? There's a lot of big names that are colonializing Hawaii still to this day, trying to take over property and force force people out. Even Zuckerberg was called out for it until they caught it was a big story. And then he was like, I'm sorry, I'll stop doing it. And then didn't actually stop doing it. Oprah's recent purchase, this is March again, 8th, 2023, revealed the sa- in a sales deed means she now owns around 1,000 acres of land on Maui. That's disgusting. She reportedly snapped up, and nobody local wants that. I mean, it's you guys can listen to people talking all over the place. I don't. I haven't seen a single person in Hawaii that's going, "Yay, Oprah just bought all of our property, except the ones that sold to her and left." She reportedly snapped up new plots and several purchases: a 520-acre parcel for 3.89 million, a 330-acre parcel for 2.47 million, and 10-acre parcels for a thousand, hundred thousand each. That's so disgusting to me. Do you know how much? a 10-acre parcel anywhere on Maui is worth? Just look it up. Why do they sell it for $100,000? I don't know. But the point is that, you know, everyone has a right to sell their property if you want to. I'm sure people that made $3.8 million don't care. (laughs) They're happy living somewhere. But my point is not that they shouldn't be allowed to. It's that there is a lot of pressure, manipulation, politics and otherwise that go into this. To, you know, like like the same way we talk about the Israeli government failing to give permits to the Palestinians, they forced into land that they never were supposed to be on in the first place because they had homes that they stole from them. And then 10 years later going, you don't have a permit, <laughs> get out again, even though they forced them there and they never gave them, even though they asked for them. It's the kind of same stuff we don't see like that. But there's more going on in this. There's more political games being played about permits and different zoning that happens to these people then get forced out and pressured. It's what's been going on. Listen to people in Maui. Listen to people anywhere in Hawaii. Here's their property. And here's what's interesting. We just Right here on this mountain range, right there, is where the Thor system is, the, the uh, Air Force Research Laboratory, which operates a system that's acronym is Thor, which uh, here, just in case people haven't seen it, I wasn't even planning to get into this, but I'm not going to go over it all again. I think it's this one. Just so you guys can see it in general. I, I discovered this on the 12th to 11th, and I thought it was pretty crazy. Just that they, on Maui, there is a Air Force Research Laboratory that's focused on directed energy, Directorate of Air Force Research Laboratory. And, of course, they talk about it as surveillance for space, but the guy who ran it is openly talking about how they delivered the first ever operational direct energy weapons for the Air Force. And on the island, they operate what's called the High Power Operational Responder or the THOR system, or Tactical High Powered Operational THOR. It's, it's a THOR system. It says, we built THOR in-house 18 months, and the Department of Defense or Secretary of Defense approved operational use. So there, it, it, you can read about it. It's very clear. Grace went over it as well in her, in her video breakdown. What's interesting is that's about right here. We know that Bezos has a property like right about here. Here is a ranch for Oprah, and here's her other one. Right in this area is where the supercomputing site is that's part of this installation. I don't know if that means anything to you, but I find it interesting. And there's the fires that were right up there as well. 
and and then the point was that this property that she just ultimately bought, and the one, and you wonder whether the you know who's going to take over property that might be open now after all of that. And well, I'm sure we'll find out soon. It says Meta boss Zuckerberg, worth nearly seventy billion, has been accused of trying to colonize the Paradise Island of Kauai, where he's thought to own fourteen hundred acres of land, more than the local government. Disgusting. Let's not forget Larry Singer, who bought an entire island, and he says he's going to turn it into a playground for the rich. People live there, you know. People live there. They don't anymore. I guarantee plenty of them did not want to go anywhere. Now, in any case, going forward, here is an important point about fires I really quickly wanted to point out. Mr. Mr. MD here said, and I think I might have shown you this already, but there's a point I want to make. Entire cities are being wiped off the face of the planet due to climate change related events, he says. Last week it was Lahaina. Today it's wild, your yellow knife. Some people using their suffering for their own political benefit. The capital of the Northwest Territories in Canada is north. You can't keep ignoring this and pretending it's someone else's problem. Interesting. Yellow knife, he says. Well, I simply did some due diligence and came to find out that those are fires that apparently were started by arson. The cause of the fire has been determined to be arson. Well, that seems to be a common thread we're seeing lately, right? August 16th, the newest version of these, it's August 20th, right? There's someone in the chat going, you're wrong, it's the wrong fire. It's like, "Mm, it's not, it's the same one. But the point is, are you willfully lying to people or are you just incapable of due diligence? The fires in the exact areas you're showing have been found to be arson. As with so many fires you lot claim due to climate change with nothing but your feelings. This This is literally how this guy responds which should make you understand how childish people are in this field. I'm talking about climate science or people that are the paradigm or any of these kind of positions that are very politicized. He says, so you think, so just remember what I said. I just said, so you're basically, you're lying to people because these are arson. That's it. Didn't get into anything else. He says, so you think a global cabal is flying around Hawaii, Italy, Spain, British Columbia, California, Northern California, Northern Canada, setting fires, and yet they are completely doing this undetected, even with all the modern signals tools at our disposal, and the same group is somehow causing rivers to overflow in China and Germany somehow, China being, of course, the most controlled and surveilled place on the planet. The other theory I'm seeing is that somehow someone has taken inspiration from the Xbox game Gears of War and built secret satellites raining down from the Earth. Is this what you're seriously suggesting? (laughs) Wow. Wow, gosh darn it, that guy has lost his mind. <laughs> I just said, huh? Of course, right. So you're so what you're saying is I love using that meme. People remember you remember this. That's that ridiculous woman that every single thing Jordan Peterson said, she was like, So you're saying, and he's like, No, not even remotely. <laughs> over and over and over. Continually trying to reframe his comments into some misogynistic perspective. And she he wasn't saying that. It's so embarrassing. But I said, are you really this ridiculous? Just wildly assuming about what I think to make some flailing disjointed point? I don't think 99% of what he said. I said, the only point I made is that this was started by arson and you lied about that. Everything else in your willfully ignorant imagination, very intelligent, Doc. I just think that's staggering. These are the kind of people that are pushing this idea. And they're arson. And this person just follows up with the same thing and says, let's see what the officials of those places have to say about the causes of those fires. It's the same thing. Arsonists behind more than half of Italy's wildfires. Most, most of fires in Greece were started by human, human hands. 100 wildfires in northern Spain, officials say, are arson behind them. Now, one of the arguments there is it just goes on and on. No, it's the same thing. What, what, one of what they're 
the arguments they're now pushing because this is becoming a painfully clear is we didn't say that they had to be started, but if anything can start it apparently, but climate change made it worse. Doesn't that feel familiar? And maybe that's, you could argue that's true, but you know what I can prove to you? They can't prove that. How in the world could you possibly know that because of something gradual changing, if that it caught, made it worse. They're just simply saying the things are drier and the world is in danger. And so anything is climate change now. So a man starts the fire, climate change, because it would it's worse because climate change. You getting it? He would have been worse if he didn't take the vaccine. It's the same stupid game. Again, you could even argue they're right. But you know what I can prove? They can't prove that. So this is just narrative. So anything, anywhere, any weather event, any fire, based on this contortion of the reality is now climate change. Because, well, it's worse because climate change. Even if it was a fire started by somebody's hand. I, that's just crazy. Now, in fact, I think I even responded to somebody down here about that. I forget. Yeah, so here's an example. She says, do you not understand that the stronger winds and drier conditions created by climate change help the fire spread more easily and make them more difficult to put out? And I said, your, so your point is that even if they were started by people deliberately, which they were, that climate change made it worse, which is your opinion. Therefore, this is due to climate change. <laughs> That's just, Wow. I mean, how do you argue with that? <laughs> it's like that's Santa Claus started it. Tro- prove me wrong. Okay. And look, you remember, guys, for those new to the channel, I, I've never I, – the climate change narrative is wildly politicized and flat-out wrong about most of what they're doing. It's, it's, it's crazy. At the very least, there are experts, and I'm talking some of the highest-level experts, Nobel laureates, phys- physicists, and people. Like they're, they're like, look, you're wrong. We can prove it. So just like with COVID, you should at least go, well, maybe maybe they are. I should look into it instead of just blindly taking what the IPCC says, or if that's the acronym, because we've been proven wrong over and over. The point is that we are obviously destroying this planet. Just look at all the gloves and, and masks and everything floating in the ocean or, or the pollution being caused by the military. We're destroying this planet, but that's not the same as carbon and climate change. They're lying about all that. They don't care about the planet. They're clearly, or some people that are falling for the narrative, I think likely do to a degree. But if all they're trying to do is track your carbon and stop you while the companies pay something and keep going, how are we dumb enough to fall for that? It's obviously about maintaining control. But Ned uh, Nikolov, PhD, points out this satellite footage shows 14 new fires in British Columbia starting nearly simultaneously overnight while separated by significant distances. That's just simply not possible, guys. I mean, I shouldn't say not possible. Highly unlikely. Now, this is a new thing. So my bit, my guess is this is going to be something else popping up. Climate change. And remember this video. Look at that. And you can see by the cloud motion, it's, it's clearly sped up, right? The cloud and the smoke. But you can still see that they're sparting within a very short period of time in very far distances away. Almost, almost identically distanced, too. Look at that. I, come on, guys. It's very clear what that is. In my opinion, as much as it's possible, it's very clearly arson. Just like all the rest of them, by the way. It's not that hard to wrap your mind around. And it says, we went over this in Quebec fires earlier. They don't. They get started by lightning days in advance and smolder until winds pick up and stoke them into open flame, apparently at the exact same time. Something that happened over a large region at roughly the same time. This is very well understood. So you know that? And then, so, and then you're going to argue they had 14 lightning strikes within that small range of territory? That's supposed to be wildly mathematically unlikely, unless it's the same location and there's something else going on, which you've seen. That's pretty dumb. 
And this guy said, I said, see, you've set aside this special time to humiliate yourself in public. I just don't understand that. I, mean, I do. People are desperate to push in what they want to be right about. Well, here, this is just another example. Wildfire on Spain's popular tourist island of Tenerife. Uh, 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 how do you say that? Tenerife? Tenerife was started deliberately, according to officials. And already that fire is being pointed at as climate change right now. And they're going to go, it is, even though they started it, because climate change. Okay. Certainly makes sense to nobody, but no different than any of the rest of these stories. Let's talk about the absurdity of the foreign policy situation, specifically starting with Ukraine. I This is continuing to escalate in this very dangerous direction. Over and over, we are now seeing more and more evidence. I mean, even the Times covered this. Let me see if I can even grab that real quick. No, of course not. It's just the Times, which was in the, it's the UK paper, right? Basically, we just talked about this, that they were covering the fact that Ukrainian military is openly telling you that they're using Black Hawk helicopters flown by U.S. military with military personnel, U.S. military personnel, into Russia to assassinate people, military people in Russia. So if you need anything else to understand that this is a war the U.S. is actively participating in, which, by the way, is painfully obvious, then look no further. They're on the ground, as we should know. They're even flying incursions into Russia. Can you imagine what Russia, what U.S. government would do if this was in reverse? If this was Russia and Mexico flying into the United States and assassinating generals in Texas? <laughs> Just wrap your mind around how crazy that is. Here's another example. Major Ukraine drone attack targets four different regions of Russia. And they're not, this, Russia's saying, that, but Ukraine's taking credit for this because they're doing it on purpose and they're proud of it. I just think that's crazy because this is, I mean, it's, it is a war. So it's not, not like wildly un, un, unparalleled. But the point is that this is a huge step. And you have Ukraine bombing into Russia. This is going to get, they want this. My opinion is they're going to keep poking this bear until they respond so they can go, oh, we told you they're crazy. No, they're lying about the drone. No, they're lying about that. Russia's crazy. It just takes a child. I mean, it, it is very transparent what they're doing. Really, anybody that can argue whether or not you think Russia's in the right, they pretend that this wasn't provoked, is just a child. It's so painfully clear. And this is the same thing, still going. They're trying to go to reaction out of them. And here, and here's NATO trying to pretend, like the one that's about to let Ukraine in, that they're about defense. Let's get our facts straight. Oh, now we got a NATO fact checker. That's fantastic. NATO is a defensive alliance aiming to safeguard its members' nations. It's not true. I mean, it's, it's just insultingly untrue. We know this. NATO is the world military that was initiated after 9-11. The only time we've seen it used, I think it's Article 5, to if we're all attacked, one's attacked, we're all attacked, which is what Ukraine was trying to initiate even before they were involved. It's, it's war, guys. It's all about war. It's like calling us the Department of Defense. It's the Department. Literally, if you don't know this, that used to be called the Department of War. Easy to look up. They shifted, they shifted to Department of Defense because it sounded better. They want you to think that. NATO is not a defensive na- uh, concept, and that's what Wyatt points out perfectly. Well, this, of course, is why Bel- uh, Belgrade looked like, this is what Belgrade looked like after NATO defensively bombed it for 78 days, killing over 2,000 civilians. Und- you can't, this is history, easy to look up. Of course, they've got a narrative on why they killed all those people, because defense and, and democracy, right? Of course. But it's the truth. 
That's what we're fighting for, apparently. And now getting into more lies, I thought this was important to cover. Whitney Webb points out, I love that the organization behind lots and lots of social media censorship the past several years is getting their origin story fact-checked so hard right now. It's interesting. This also has to do with Twitter. So ADL puts out this story about the history of how the ADL began and lied about it, saying that Leo Franks, or Frank, was lynched by an anti-Semitic mob in Georgia two years after he was unjustly convicted of murder in a trial marred by anti-Semitism. I mean, you can almost look that up mo- almost anywhere outside of ADL sources or Wikipedia and find very clearly that's not the story. And this person says, I love how they restrict replies to the American people and yet still think they're the common man or for the common man. But what's interesting, by the way, is they did now. They, you can't reply. All the comments are gone, as well as the fact check. You know why? Well, first of all, I said, so they turned off the comments and clearly had Twitter remove the community notes, which I'll show you next, at least as far as I can tell. And I said that because what I have noticed is that mobile these days is very different than, than desktop. Things that are on mobile won't show up on desktop and vice versa. You guys, I don't know why. But the ADL was partnered with Twitter, so they wouldn't surprise me if they did. But let's not forget that, guys. They're literally partnered with Twitter. They're the ones guiding the – in fact, the term – about no freedom of speech, not freedom of reach. That's the ADL who put that in Elon's mind. And that's why, I mean, we need to realize how clear this is. But here's what it said. Before they deleted it, Twitter decided to delete this. How does that make sense? If you have a community notes function so people can fact check these things and then you delete it as Twitter. (laughs) Well, it lines up with everything else we're seeing that they're not honest and not real. But it says... He raped and murdered, which, by the way, this is true, a 13-year-old white girl and tried to frame the illiterate black knight janitor. His pardon, 73 years after his death, does not clear him of the accused crime and was likely politically motivated. And, of course, the point was there was links that you could read going to the encyclopedia. (laughs) But no, but no, can't let them read the facts. That's crazy. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't see this. Because they keep taking the post down and reposting, they got community noted a second time, hoping for a third. I love that. So they're trying to keep this from people's... No, they, they, I, I'm willing to bet you they reached out to Twitter and said, block this. Stop this from popping up. That's the first one. Here's the other one. Frank brutally raped and murdered a 13-year-old. His lawyers slandered a black witness and were so gratuitously in call, gratuitous in calling him racial slurs in court while trying to frame other black men that a half-Jewish, half-white Southern jury and 100 years ago didn't believe it. Think about how crazy that is because he did get put in jail, guys. That's what happened. Now, here's somebody's breakdown of this that I think is pretty much accurate. 1913, when a man named Leo Frank, who was president of B'nai B'rith's Atlanta chapter, raped and murdered... Oh, and just so it's the case, I, I think I said it, but case it's not clear. This is the, as Whitney put it, the origin story of the ADL, right? So think about this in the context of what's going on. Now, of course, everyone's going to try to... The people that don't want to be to say this are going to try to make this to be a racist point, anti-Semitic. It's not. It's just truth versus not truth. And the point is that the, when you point out a lie of a Zionist, well, that suddenly becomes anti-Semitic. That's how that game is played. Even though I'll point out in a whole bunch of Jewish Orthodox priests that will tell you that what they're doing is against Judaism. But, you know, that's also anti-Semitic somehow. But the point is that this is about the beginning of the ADL. The beginning of this group that is censoring you based on anti-Semitism is the group that literally started with a lie. Big surprise. When a man named Leo Frank, who was president of B'nai B'rith's Atlanta chapter, raped and murdered a 13-year-old worker, Mary Fagan, in the pencil factory where he was a superintendent. He tried to blame a black janitor for the crime, but all the evidence pointed to Frank. The ADL formed in 1913 to protect Frank from anti-Semitism, but he was found guilty in... Now, 
right there, you could argue that they formed for other reasons too or not, you know, you, that you can decide. But the point is the story is, is very real. 1915. Frank's lawyers appealed but failed. Then Frank's powerful friends got Georgia Governor Slayton to commute his death sentence to life imprisonment, which outraged the public. A mob formed, broke Frank out of jail, and lynched him. The ADL got Frank a posthumous pardon in 1986 and placed the first national anti-lynching memorial at the Leo Frank Memorial site. They continue to protect Jewish criminals from justice to this day. That's their mission. Now, again, last part, you know, you could argue that it's not about Jewish criminals alone or whatever else. I mean, quite frankly, I don't even think it's about Jewish criminals. I think it's about Zionist criminals. But, you know, you could disagree. The point, though, is that the story is false, that the history is clear. You can look this stuff up. I mean, there's there, she had the... the the paper that you could see and the point think about how crazy it is that they were so unhappy that he wasn't put to death he was going to spend life in prison even then i bet you that wouldn't have happened but that they were so unhappy about that life in prison is not enough because of course because he raped and murdered a 13 year old girl they break him out and hang him now this is interesting this goes all the way back to the beginning of like this lynching focus ask yourself why today it's always framed around the idea of black people even though when this whole thing became a focus, it wasn't really about the point is that these laws exist in most cases because of this kind of concept. It's interesting to me that it's always about recreating the it's an illusion of history. Powerful people will always the way I've always said it, the, the history is written by the winning hand. That's what we tend to deal with here. And then I think that was the last part of this one. But then I wanted to point something else out that I just told you about just the other day. Remember this? So, ah, uh, they deleted it just now. <laughs> See, I'm telling you guys, I t- I'm telling you, for, I'm not saying it's just me, but I feel like it might be just, I'm, I'm, it's okay. This, this, we just talked about this, okay? This person underneath her, let me see how I can find that tweet. Dang it, I'm not going to be able to grab it. Dang it. Well, the point was, as you remember, if you fill them in in the chat, I don't explain it well enough, that just yesterday or the day before, Yaccarino put out a tweet with the Jewish uh, council or committee. I forget the name of the group in general. But basically saying, that, you know, we're going to censor anti-Semitism. That, that was the general gist of it, that we're going to continue. So just pointing out again, no free speech, not, you know, not, not free speech, and the fact that they are going against what they said they were going to do, and that people, just, you know, all that stuff. But then I noticed that right beneath that post, there was this tweet. That says FK Jews. And I was like, well, which, you know, I think is disgusting. I think it's a terrible person. My point is that how, and this was a day, they'd been there for a full day. And I'm, so I'm, saying, I'm saying, okay, so you're really going to, you're telling me that they're going to censor things right now about trans community stuff or Maui, but underneath a post about censoring anti Semitism, they let the, and this was there until right before I started the show. We're talking three plus days where underneath that post, you let that sit there. As I said, well, the comment's still there. Now, why would Twitter and the Yak allow this comment to remain under their post about stopping anti-Semitism? You guys can think for yourselves. I simply said, while openly censoring people on a number of important topics, I'm not advocating censorship, the opposite. I'm simply pointing out hypocrisy and what I see as social engineering. You guys can, and and think, now overlapping this with this point, the idea is anti-Semitism is a very real thing. There are people that are racist all over the world, but that it is used as a tool to suppress speech. That is a huge part of this. And that's what this was seemingly all based on. Lying about the story, using what a, a, a terrible person to create, in, at least in that sense, and create, which in general that would make me think he is anyway, to create 
an entire movement about suppressing these thoughts. I mean, I just, it seems so crazy to me. So again, now let's click it and, and that seems to be gone. I find that to be hilarious that right after I tweet this out today that it gets deleted. Not surprising. In any case, I think there's a point to be made there. Now, let's finish with one big point about the FDA, which I do think is very, very, very important. As you know, we just talked about this. The FDA claims it cannot be held accountable for misinformation. Very real. That was in this video that we talked about from the, basically it was the hearing with the FDA being sued. Multiple things were said, one of which became the focus, which was we, we, Basically, we, we acknowledge the right for doctors to prescribe ivermectin off-label. What they tried to do in that hearing was pretend like it was only animal ivermectin we had an issue with. But we know that's not true. Anybody even remotely paying attention knows that's not true. And somebody posted a video that proves that. That they said, the FDA said this during the time it was being used. So now, in real time, we have them lying. But guess what? I promise you nothing's going to happen. They should, they should be, that's a crime. You're lying in a court of law. You should be charged for that. It's not going to happen. Because even though you can prove that that's the case. But let's start with just what they said. I'll play this really quickly. It was 5330. That's just, this is just the whole video. 5330. Okay. Listen to this. To you by your healthcare provider. Now, again, it was, it's kind of low. So turn it up if you have to. Acquired from a legitimate source. Right here. FDA is clearly acknowledging that doctors have the authority to prescribe human ivermectin to treat COVID. There it is. Right. And so, and, and again, later in the video, in the thing, she does say even off label. She acknowledges that. The point, though, is human ivermectin. This is how they're trying to sidestep this thing. Well, no, we were just had it got misconstrued in the news or misconstrued the news. No, it didn't. They were following orders. And that's why I put this tweet up in the background. You're not a horse. You're not a cow. Seriously, all stop it. Well, that's not linked to a thing about horse ivermectin. It's linked to a single general page that says why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID. They're completely caught. I mean, it's, a, it's a insulting how they don't think they're going to be held accountable, probably because they aren't. Here is where it gets important. Chief Nerd points out, and then please watch the show, and li- you can listen to just this video. I have this downloaded in there for a link you guys can, or a link in there you can download, where you can listen to this point. You can listen to them say, when pushed by the by the judge, openly states that we we that if you are wrong, let's say like this, can you be held accountable? They say she says no, point blank. That is mind blowing to me. Now we have an ev- evidence of them back in what the, I think this was 2021. Yeah, 2021, where this is the FDA openly saying in general, which we shouldn't need to prove, but it should matter. The FDA claimed their ivermectin smear campaign was only related to people self-medicating with veterinary formulations of the drug. In 2021, the AMA, like, arguably a corrupt institution as far as I'm concerned, goes all the way back to the Flexner Report and the beginning of the allopathic medicine direction because of the Rockefellers and so on. Real Something you should look into. I've talked about it a hundred times. FDA director John Farley discouraged physicians from prescribing ivermectin, calling it a tragic choice. I mean, if we were, if there was any honesty, if any politician or any person out there cared about this, that had the ability to hold them accountable, this is it. They're caught in real time lying to a court of law, but sadly, I don't think anything will happen. I'm, I'm curious. I think that starts to get to 
you know, this phenomenon and you do have, you know, someone like uh, Joe Rogan uh, who says, you know, threw everything at it, including monoclonal antibodies and ivermectin. Which, by the way, he did not take horse ivermectin. That was the way the ridiculous childish media framed that because they just wanted to call him out for something they wanted to highlight, you know, because they're propagandists. But the point is he used ivermectin prescribed by a doctor. We all know that now. They know that. Uh, where this kind of just begins to perpetuate a little bit. But, you know, in the beginning of this, how does a phenomenon like this happen? And how do we, you know, get to a point where there's so much hype around using a drug to treat something when there's not data to support it? Not true. You know, we should know all this by now. That's a wholesale lie, or this guy's too stupid to know. Yeah, well, and, and that for me, particularly uh, when, when ivermectin is being used uh, for prevention is a real tragedy uh, because there's not convincing data that ivermectin can prevent COVID. You know, except for the four or five peer-reviewed studies that quite literally say that it can. But, you know, aside from that. But we have safe and effective vaccines that can keep. And actually in 2021, there was at least two of them. Oh, but we have safe and effective vaccines. How is that? How would that age for you? You mean the net harm ones causing 47 different side effects that have literally no benefit, but are used for something that's less than the flu? <laughs> FDA, trust the science. Keep people out of the hospital and keep folks from dying. And for many people, making that choice to choose ivermectin over a vaccine can be a tragic choice. That can- of course, you see, and this is why they should be legally held accountable right there. Who is saying in alter- instead of? Now, sure, that's their choice. Absolutely. But the same thing that people like Pierre Corey and McCole- Dr. Peter McCullough and plenty of others have been screaming about. It's early treatment. Even for people that maybe already had one, even because you guys tricked them into taking something deadly. The point is, then they end up in the hospital and they still don't give them anything. It's not one or the other. The point is, this thing is powerfully useful in the context of especially early treatment. It's not my opinion. I've shown you five or six different peer-reviewed studies that find, yes, it is a parasitic, but it has direct effect on COVID-19. They just don't care about that. But all that aside, it doesn't even matter. The point is, what they're saying here is contradictory to what they're saying now. That we said, well, of course they could prescribe it. Well, no, they can't because you guys outright stopped that from happening. And that's what this gets into in regard to the, the hearing I was just playing, where the doctors are literally going, but you're giving medical advice. Like, isn't that a bu-? And they, they try to argue no. The point is the FDA does not have the authority to give medical advice. They have the authority to say this could be dangerous. But when they say verbatim why you should not use this to treat COVID, that's interfering with a doctor's discussion with their patient. They know this, but there was an agenda. Medical countermeasures goes beyond everything we think we're seeing. Can lead to them getting very sick, needing to get admitted to the hospital, or even dying from COVID. <laughs> so I'm sure you know there are many physicians out there who have you know patients coming to them that are asking for the drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've read about it. They've heard about it. You know what is your advice about how a physician should respond to requests like that? Yeah. So as as I was thinking about this, I was reading the paper this morning and there was a study just done in Maryland interviewing people who had not yet been vaccinated. And in this group, the person they trusted the most for information about COVID was their primary care physician. So know that if they're sitting in your exam room, even if they're pushing back and giving you a hard time, they trust your recommendations. So I would encourage them to get vaccinated for for, for prevention. If they're infected and qualify for monoclonal antibody, they should be treated. 
And if they're infected and at low risk for disease progression, insist on ivermectin. The best way for them to help everyone know if the drug helps at all is to join a clinical trial and get treated with a safe formulation of the drug oh at the right dose. See, then even there is trying to conflate it with somehow buying it off the shelf at some kind of plan. That's not what's happening. They made sure that that was, they, in fact, the only time that I saw that happening was when they went out of their way to make sure people couldn't get the normal the version of it that they wanted. That just became desperation because they don't want to try this. And they were right. Deadly thing. They knew this thing was bad for them. The injections they're pushing. And they can find clinical trials available with contact information at a website, clinicaltrials.gov. Right. So just hope you can get involved in a trial next year while you're suffering. Right. I mean, what a dumb response. The bottom line is what they did also was give them remdesivir. We know this, which I think who was it? I just saw talking about that, which they know they Fauci knew it was deadly. He knew that. That was, oh, it was RFK Jr. They prescribed it anyway. They had studies from, from the Ebola, the, the New England Journal of Medicine, the famous one, where over 50% of the people that took it died, and they made them pull it back. Then they put up some faulty study about it and push it through COVID. The fact is it's, it's, it's kidney failure, all organ failure, heart, heart failure, all of these things you can see. And guess what happened after these? Same things. We're baffled, though. We're so baffled. It's just, I can't even help but laugh about it. It's so disgusting. The FDA also sent letters to the Federation of State Medical Boards and National Association of Boards of Pharmacies sounding the alarm about compounding pharmacies selling the human form of ivermectin to treat COVID. See? Guys, they're caught. They're now trying to change the story because they know what happened is a crime. I hope there's somebody honest out there. Now, here's an example from Mary Tally Bowden showing you, showing you, a recent example of somebody trying to go and being told no because it's not FDA approved. I had the same prescription filled at the other store uh-huh. and no issues. I don't understand. I don't know. Um, I don't have any stock. Are you talking about ivermectin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any. I already okay. had a doctor that. But he said he wouldn't, you wouldn't fill it either. Even if you- so in case it's too low, she goes, oh, I don't have any. And he goes, well, he told me you wouldn't do it anyway. Oop, busted. And then she says, well, that. even if I had it, those, that quantity, I can't fill it in that, those directions. I can't. It's not FDA approved, so we're not comfortable. So she says, it's not FDA approved, so I'm not comfortable. Okay, then why didn't you say that first of all? Oh, we don't have any. Because there's something dishonest going on. That'd be my opinion. Or rather, I mean, it is dishonest, but it's rather because you decided that you think this is not okay because politics. Right now, you have their pharmacist, right? I mean, arguably, this is what they're supposed to be doing in the sense of what's available, but not in this way. If a doctor prescribes this, and there's, and as we know, there are, there's countless studies about this, how it's useful in COVID 19 and plenty of other things. There's actually, in fact, far more studies, and it's far safer than 50%, probably, probably most of what they have back there. But because they don't think, because just the news told them that conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers want ivermectin, well, they make a personal choice to pull this. That's, that's vindictive is what it is. I had it, those, that quantity, I can't fill it in those directions. I can't, it's not FDA approved, so we're not comfortable with it. Well, neither is Wellbutrin for smoking cessation, well, but... It doesn't matter. It does matter. If you're going to do it for one, why wouldn't you do it for the other? You wouldn't give me prenatal vitamins either because it's not FDA approved for men. I I think that's a chicken shit answer. I'm sorry. 
right. And now she walks away thinking, ah, oh, conspiracy theorist. Can you not reflect on how what a ridiculous contradiction that is? As he says, well, you prescribe this all the time without FDA approval. Whatever. I mean, you're, you're just a coward. You, you are choosing to not acknowledge that that's a, at the very least, be like, yep, I get it. I know it's a contradiction, but we're still not going to do it. But no, cowards never like to do that. They'd like to just run away and continue to tell themselves that you're the problem. That's, that's how this works. Here's Pierre Corey going, yep. <laughs> well, let's look at the, wonder why. Why do they do it just now? Well, look, da- daily COVID-19 vaccine dose administered. Well, it sure as hell shot up and it was still going strong. And then right about this time it dropped. Now, it's dr- now right now, it's basically nothing. People are not doing this. And they go, okay, well, we'll admit that we can prescribe it now. Interesting. Because maybe, because if they don't admit they can prescribe it, or rather in reverse, if at a time when we're telling people there is no alternative, which remember was a necessity for the emergency use authorization, well, we have to tell you there's nothing. But now that we're not needing to give them at the moment, well, we'll tell you that you can have that. They really are this dishonest, guys. You, we need to begin to see this. And of course, it's ramping up everywhere else anyway. We already showed you this in the last show. New COVID variant. Well, guess what, guys? This is even a different one. I don't even know what's going on. This, this just seems like it's kind of falling apart even from their, I mean, either they're choosing to make this incongruent or everything's out of control because we've heard what, Eris, XB something, which that's with the lineage, BA6 over here, oh, oh no, BA286, everything's rising up in different locations and every one of them are concerned, even though every one of them, if you read, tell you that they're not that dangerous, but scary because we don't know. Well, that applies to everything. Who knows? If you open your front door, it's scary. We don't know what might be out there. That's the same logic. So let's block you in forever because who knows? Well, here, they're going, oh, well, maybe so. Take a deadly injection just in case. But no, these things are not dangerous. If even actually there, to be quite honest. It's obvious based on the data. And look, that, people that are probably already going, fake, no, read the article. <laughs> They'll tell you it's not more transmissible. It's not more dangerous. But we don't know. Who knows? It could mutate again. Well, if that happens, then why are you taking an injection for XBB? That's what's happening. That's the biggest point here. They're going, BA6, BA2, Eris, quick, take an injection from four variants ago. Hurry. Does that make sense? Well, it sure as hell didn't work during Delta and Omicron. I just showed you last time. Zero to 20% efficacy, if that's even accurate. If it's probably negative efficacy, which is what we continue to show you, that it's actually ruining your immune system, that after three months, you are literally negative efficacy. You are causing yourself to get sick. Your immune system is collapsing. Right side, Fred says, real deal, an expert, all in one headline. Real deal COVID variant, now in Britain. Oh, weird though, it's a different one. BAX, hmm. BAX, BA2, BA6, Eris, XB, great. So just be scared because no one knows what's going on. That's kind of what I think is the message. Experts sound alarm as real deal COVID variant found in Britain. What does that even mean? Real deal. Same thing. Read the article. Well, it doesn't appear to be more dangerous and more transmissible, but we never know. It could be. That's not science, guys. That's hype. Well, all of the corporate media, that's what they do. Hype. It is making a comeback this summer, so many of us would like to leave it. In- hey, COVID part two, it's coming back like a grand slam. Like the, the way they even talk about it. Oh, COVID's coming back around this year. It's time to get your COVID shots. In the past, but cases are once again on the rise. So when will new booster shots roll out? And Thompson asked the CDC director. This right. summer, most Americans, Mandy clearly knows what's Americans going on. left COVID in the past. 
gathering together once again mask-free. But tonight, signs of a COVID resurgence. Across the country, COVID hospitalizations jumped more than 14% in the wow. most recent week, but far lower than pandemic levels. Oh, what was that? Far lower than pandemic? Oh, how much lower? We'll skip past that. Don't forget, 90% lower. They are 90% lower than when they were their peak before. So 14% up while 90% lower is nothing. It's meaningless. It's a play of numbers. They're trying to hype nothing. And the point is, 14% up, 90% down in general is testing people in the hospital again and going, oh, you tested positive. There's a hospitalization. That's literally what's happening. I can prove it. We've already shown you this. It's a cycle. 40 cycle threshold. We got COVID happening again. Test everybody. We got to be safe. It's not happening. I mean, it wasn't happening to begin with. This is not, this is less than not happening than before. I mean, that even makes sense. It's not happening. And let's not forget, Mandy, the CDC director, literally on the record said, oh, I just called up my friend and said, are you going to do it too? Okay, let's do it. Yay. So no science then. Got it. We're just going to ask old buddy Joe over the, oh, hey, 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 Joe, what are you going to do to your state? We're going to shut down schools? Okay. Guys, I'm not making it up. She quite literally said that in her interview. Whether you think she's trying to be endearing and she made it up, it's up to you. But I already proved to you that's what happens. We're not testing and verifying. We're going, this is what we're supposed to do. CDC said, so do it, even though they've been caught lying 47 times in the last 30 seconds. Let's let's just trust them this time. NBC News medical contributor, Dr. Kavita Patel. What's behind this uptick in COVID that we're seeing? The main driver of this is a variant that's relatively newer to the scene, EG5. It's easier to give and get. At the heiress one. So that makes it kind of easier to pass along. It's been almost a year. Oh, you always skip Pat, where I inevitably, she right there says, but not more dangerous or transmissible. That's what's happening. Read up on it. <laughs> but I love how the, the news who's trying to inform you just happens to skip past the inconvenient parts. Let's just cut her off right there. Half the times you'll hear them, they'll be like, it's because of the error. Spirit. <laughs> Literally cut them off and then jump to the next scene. Since the last COVID booster came out, CDC Director Dr. Mandy Cohen. The new COVID booster is expected to be approved by the and then we will make recommendations from the CDC probably by the second or third week of September. Oh, good. So the FDA that's completely already caught lying about things we can see right now in real time is going to approve this. How does that even make sense? How are you, if you're approving this based on what logic? You haven't done any safety test on this. You don't get to point back to an emergency use authorization and pretend that you can approve this, but that's what they're doing. And then even then, I'm willing to bet you that it probably gets emergency authorized anyway, based on some hype of the new moment right now. But get, guess what she says next? Will it protect against this new strain? Yes. The oh, will it, though? No, it won't. I mean, I will bet my life on that. The point is, first of all, none of them help anybody anyway. These are dangerous things that are putting people in the hospital. That's what the science shows. Net harm, British Medical Journal, <coughs> Elisevere, Science Direct, 100%. They're showing you how bad these are. And then we go, oh, Mandy, is it safe? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, good. I'll go ahead and trust the peer-reviewed science or at least think, consider that over your statement. <laughs> the point is that they are already shown to be directed at variants that are not even, like right now what I showed you is the one that they focused it on is at best 50% of what's going on right now. And that's based on what are their old data that probably hasn't updated. Right now, they're all screaming about four or five different variants that this is not focused on. And this isn't bivalent. They're telling you it's just one focused on XBB. That's it. And then you can read about it and find out, well, quite literally, these are 
mutations on the spike protein. That's why they're different variants, which the entire thing is focused on just the spike protein. So we're going to pretend that mutations for five different mutations, that's not going to matter? Nope, it's safe and effective. Thanks, Mandy. Booster is tailored to what we are seeing circulating now. Lie. 100% lie. No, it's not. They're not tailored towards BA6 or BA28 or any of them. It's tailored toward XBB, and I can prove it. I already have on the very last show. Do you think she knows that? I mean, think about how scary it is. It's either that she quite literally doesn't know that, which is terrifying, or she's just blatantly lying to everybody. And see, this is what they call misinformation, because people that can't think past their shoelaces are going to go, Ryan's lying because the CDC said, because they've been convinced the CDC says means fact. Ask KJP. But the CDC said. Critics say the federal government is behind once again. Mm -hmm. People knew there was going to be a COVID resurgence. Mm -hmm. So why don't we have a booster today? Why do we have to wait until next month? The way we go about doing our, just like we do with our flu shots, right? We make sure that we're looking at the ways in which the virus changed. They look at and evaluate that. The FDA is doing its work. We likely will see this as an annual um, COVID uh, shot. Nobody wants that. Like even the people that went along don't want that because their their bodies are falling apart. And they won't tell you that, but it's happening. We can all see it. The point is that this is not based on what's currently happening. Not even close. It's, it's multiple variants removed, in fact. But that doesn't matter because people will trust the person that says this because that's what authority is. And smart people listen to authority. It's scary. But I'm hoping, I believe, more people than not are pulling away from that. That, that broken, archaic logic. It's like the flu shot. Just in time for fall, when we'll also face RSV. Can you take Here's the, the worst flu part, shot, or one of the worst, the part. COVID booster, and the RSV vaccine all at once? So for flu and COVID, yes. RSV- nope, they've never tested that. Not only have they never tested that with the original shots, they they let alone, haven't tested it for sure with the shot that has yet to come out. So she is just right now going, yes, take them both, just like Jaw did when they don't know. Which I keep proving that. I honestly don't know why more people don't pick up on that point. Their own studies right now of the current shots they're currently using say, we never did these tests. We don't know. The FDA site and the European site and the CDC, this is, we don't know. I've shown you all of them. They never tested them alongside each other. So they're guessing at best. And then guessing for something that has yet to even been put out. This is a disgusting person. I'm just, that's how I, this is a liar. Or she doesn't realize she's being used. That's the only other possibility in my mind. But frankly, I think they're liars. SV, again, is only available for older adults. That's one where I'd say, talk to your doctor about what's right for you. So until the new COVID booster comes, get prepared. Stock up on at-home tests. They do cover that new strain. Keep a mask handy in case you're in a crowded place. Oh, so now the new tests that haven't ever changed also are able to find this brand new variant? Cool. You're so smart, mainstream media. That's what they were told, obviously. Get the new test because they test for everything. No, they don't. They really don't. And I've already proven that. These tests are not. They're just random. Like, it's so insulting how obvious this stuff is. All right, so we're going to pretend that these tests that have been made and packaged and sitting on the shelves for six months are able to test this new thing that was never even there when this happened? Really? My God, these people are stupid. But at the end of the day, people follow. And most of all, get your shots, COVID, flu, and RSV, all by Halloween to give yourself your best chance of staying healthy. Yuck. Right, because adults need RSV shots? Apparently that's the new mantra.
It's just creepy, man. Well, there's another one. Just here's the opening. COVID cases are rising across the country, and while health officials say there's no reason to panic, positive cases have risen since June after falling since the beginning of the year. Health oh, experts even more say the new COVID boosters will target more. Like it's just falling, but up, up, but down, down, but up, but we're doing good. Like, just this meaningless. 90% down. We're not in danger. We never were. It's down more than it's ever been, and it rises a little bit because you're testing people again, but this is being used to hype everybody because these people are propagandists. That's what's happening. Now, here's something ridiculous. Thank you, David McCune, uh, for pointing this out. When we go back and take an honest assessment of the pandemic, quote, experts, it will be very difficult to explain how a man with a stalled career as a nutritional epidemiologist came to be one of the most prominent voices, or some people may see it that way. Now, influence largely spent, he's reliving the glory days. Eric Fangelding, one of our favorite ridiculous people of this whole discussion, guess what he just put out? This is yesterday, two days ago. Crap, it's back. Amazon reviewers, so he's talking about COVID, by the way. Amazon reviewers last week, again, complained about Yankee candle scent. Sandra complains, no smell. LJ says it doesn't smell like it used to a few years back. Maybe that's planned obsolescence. Maybe that's shrinkflation. Maybe that's what it is. But either way, he's guessing based on comments on a page, on an Amazon page. Real scientific, Eric Fangeldang. Mary complains she used to buy the same candle scent, but now the scent is very weak. Well, clearly COVID's back, guys. Candle scents on Amazon are slow. So clearly, science says. Can't you tell? These guys should be embarrassed. Florida can't smell much, despite the French vanilla Yankee. So now making it about Florida? Oh, because those dumb Republicans didn't get vaccinated. Oh, they got COVID. Wow, man, I just, these, I, I never would have expected these people, the doctors, in this case, to be this ridiculous. Like, lie, maybe, but be this stupid? I just think it's mind-blowing. And you know what the best part is? Guess what the mainstream narrative is saying about the current variants that he's claiming they're being infected by. Oh, turns out loss of taste and smell is no longer happening. Oops. <laughs> you, I guess you lost your note cards in the current narrative, Eric. How embarrassing. Just, this is so crazy how this ended up. Liberty Lockdown makes a very important point. After showing you like everybody, and I mean everybody, every platform, everybody. COVID's rising. And by the way, half of them are showing different variants. Eris, XB this, or sick BA2. It's all different. So everything's different. He says, I want to be very clear. I will never wear a mask again. I will never lock down again. If they roll it out for air travel, I will not fly. If they mandate it for business of any kind, I will go elsewhere, which is what we should, always should have been doing. I, I'm glad he's saying this. I agree with him. Think back to the timeline from late 19, 2019 to 2020. This once again puts us on the same track to have mass mail-in ballots for the next election. It is the exact same game plan. Please, for the sake of yourselves, your children, your liberty, and your country, do not comply. Reject it now. If enough of us ridicule, mock, and reject these plans, they might retreat. They'll never stop. They'll circle back the next time they have an opportunity, but we can stop them. We've seen this in the past. He says, so I'm pissed they would even try this S again. I think he's right. I also, same thing I said with Twitter and the rest of them, guys. If they do it and we just all don't comply, they'll pull back. We have to see this, and the momentum is on our side right now. We have to capitalize on this. Now, to finish, there's just one another point I want to make about the concerning overlap, not just about the concern about how these things are hurting people, killing people, maiming people, but that whether or not there is an overlap to this, which you know my thoughts on this, I think are like more likely than not at this point. 
with the bioweapon direction. The U.S. Somebody just sent this to me. The U.S. Naval Institute has a page from 2021 titled Synthetic Bioweapons Are Coming. Gene editing advances, po- uh, advances pose a serious threat. Yeah, you don't say. They're being used on half the population, most of the population at this point. But what's crazy about this is that they're hyping up the idea that this is, I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now. These synthetic bioweapons, that, that is Charles Lieber, Robert Langer. That is the technocratic side of this. That is the virus-sized transistor. How long have we been talking about this? Two thousand eleven, Charles Lieber, the one who got arrested right in the beginning of all this for shuttling biomaterial from the United States to Fort Detrick. We all forget that it seems many people do, and then was supposed to go to jail for treason, and then never did. Never stopped working on work with China, by the way. It's all public, and then got time served. Never went to jail. Great. Clearly, something happened here, and I genuinely have always asked whether this itself might even be COVID nineteen. I, the point I make is that that would even work with the no virus crowd. It's not a, it's not a, it's a virus size transistor. It is nanotechnology 2011. And the point was that this was about, and it's using the same points as we mentioned with the COVID-19 injection, quite literally using a, a fatty lipid layer in order to get them into your cells. That's how they succeeded. And the main point that I always point out in this is He says this innovation is important because it indicates that when a man-made structure is as small as a virus or bacteria, it can behave the way biological structures do. So had this have gotten out or used, we would never know. We would think it was something like we're calling it. I think that's important going into the synthetic bioweapons direction. And it's worth pointing out, again, the discussion of Unit 731. Have we've talked about for a long time. General Ishii, him right here. This is the basis for the U.S. government bio, biological warfare platform. All of it. And that's why I think this is relevant. Now, you just look up this in my platform. I've talked on T-Lab. I've talked about this many times. One point that stood out to me that I actually didn't know. Unit 731 was the name of the Imperial Japanese Army's Covert Biological and Chemical Warfare Division. You know that. I've talked about it. But the unit was officially known, outwardly, as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Army. Far too obvious. Same thing's happening today. It's about vaccine research. No, no, you're clearly making weapons. Same thing. And the basis for what they're doing started with this. Just like they absorbed the Nazi element under Operation Paperclip. That became the basis for NASA. I mean, this is on Wikipedia, guys. Even though people will dismiss it as conspiracy theory, it's very real. But I'm not going to get into it because it's just—it's disgusting. It's, it's, it's horror movie stuff. But you can read through this if you really want to understand. Live people being vivisected, open, cut in half, even sexual manipulation. I mean, it's horrifying. Putting people in cages and getting them sick with different things and seeing what happened. I mean, this is what they were like. I want that. Make sure you understand that. They recognized how disgustingly bad this was and said, I want that. We want to win this so we can take control of their research and use it, which is what they did. Same thing. The people, the the, the Nazi scientist part of it were doing some of the most horrific things you could even talk about and they said we want that those are smart people let's make it the basis for for now which is what happened so think about that the name of this group was the epidemic prevention and water purification department sounds far too normal exactly what we're dealing with today 
Now, on the note of experimentation, realizing that's the basis for all of this, vaccination and everything, inversionism points out something very important. Stanley Plotkin. If anyone who is pro-vaccine watches this nine-hour deposition, we're only going to play the three minutes he posted. I, I, I went through this, actually. Not all nine hours, but I, I played a bunch of it. I played on the show, in fact, a part of it. Between Aaron Siri, who's doing amazing work, by the way, and Plotkin, they wouldn't be pro-vaccine anymore. Siri is a beast of a lawyer. It's full of hor- horrifying omissions, willful attempts to avoid the truth, and Siri trying to keep Plotkin on point because he, keep try- he kept trying to weasel out and ramble his way out of admitting vaccines don't have safety testing or that they shouldn't consider aluminum adjuvants as an acceptable placebo control. See, same games being played today. Here's just a few minutes where he admits to experimenting on orphans and the mentally ill and the disabled. Have you ever used orphans to study an experimental vaccine? Yes. Have you ever used the mentally handicapped to study an experimental vaccine? Um, I don't recollect ever doing studies in uh, mentally handicapped individuals. Um, uh, at the time, in the 1960s, it was not an uncommon uh, practice. There's an article entitled Attenuation of RA273 Rubella Virus in WI38 Human Diploid Cells. Are you familiar with that article? Yes. Uh, in that article, one of the things it says uh, is 13... Is, is one of the things it says is 13 seronegative mentally retarded children were given RA273 vaccine. Okay, well, then that's, in that case, that's what I did. Okay. Um, My God. Have you ever expressed that it's better to perform experiments on those less likely to be able to contribute to society? That's eugenics. Uh, such as children with handicap than with children without or adults without handicaps? Um, I don't remember specifically, but it's uh, possible. Yuck. <clears throat> right, so I mean, that just showed, that's how he thinks then, right? If he's like, yeah, sure, I could have said that. But realize that the argument, well, that's what happened in the 60s. That's not a fair argument. Just because it was allowed doesn't mean that sp- experimenting on children is somehow acceptable. You're morally ambiguous enough to allow that to happen, or rather an evil enough person to allow that to happen. Stanley Plotkin, who is like the godfather of vaccines kind of thing. Do you remember ever writing a, uh, to the editor of Ethics on Human Experimentation? Uh, I don't remember specifically, but I may well have. Do you recognize uh, this letter you wrote to the editor? Yes. Okay. Is, did you write this letter? Yes. Okay. Um, is one of the things you wrote. Um, the question is whether we are to have experiments performed on fully functioning adults and on children who are potentially contributors to society or to perform initial studies in children and adults who are human in form but not in social potential. Yes. Okay. It may be objected that this question implies a Nazi philosophy, but I do not think that it is difficult to distinguish non-functioning persons from members of ethnic, racial, economic, or other groups. Mm-hmm. Okay. My God, guys. I mean, you got to hear that again. Like, the point is that he's literally saying 
Here, I'll just play it. But I do not think that it is difficult to distinguish okay, or to perform initial studies in children and adults who are human in form, but not in social potential. Human in form, but not in social potential. That's, that's an evil person. I don't care what you think you're rationalizing with what tests may be able to save people in the future. You are quite literally going, well, yeah, they may be human in the way they look, but they're not members of like that. That's eugenics, guys. These are this is like he said, that's Nazi mentality. Quite frankly, it's let's not forget that eugenics was born in the United States. This is a this is a Rothschild kind of or I mean, it gets bigger than that, quite frankly, but that's typically one of the associations. But the Galton fam or the well, actually, the, the funny thing is who I'm blanking on the guy's name right now. Now, like the Pritzker family, that ties back to like the transgender side of it. There's a lot of different moving parts, but the point is that these people kind of grew this this eugenics mindset. Then it got adopted by the Nazis. Then it got real quiet about it. The point is, it did not start with the Nazi mentality. That was a it was the, the very people we're dealing with today that then absorbed those people. Why do you think they did that? Why do you think they took these people that were working on all these terrible experiments and made them their own? Yes. It may be objected that this question implies a Nazi philosophy, but I do not think that it is difficult to distinguish non-functioning persons from members of ethnic, racial, economic, or other groups. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, have you ever used babies of mothers in prison to study an experimental vaccine? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Have you ever used individuals under col- colonial rule to study an experimental vaccine? Yes. Wow. Did you do so in the Belgian Congo? Yes. Did that experiment involve almost a million people? Well, um, well, all right. Yeah. Wow. That's just a part of it, guys. It's nine hours long. I mean, this, this person's not in jail. Imagine that. Because the people in power are okay with it. As he points out here underneath this video, they've added this uh, Scaly Plotkin's million-person vaccine experiment in the Belgian Congo has been added to their map. They've got, and as you can see, it says here, he admitted conducting vaccine experiments in almost 1 million victims under colonial rule. They have a map down here you can check out. Or in, in uh, oh, is it linked here? Oh, it's right there. So it's, it's an interesting map. It's, it's their own map, so you could take it with a grain of salt if you want. But the point is they put this together to show kind of... Uh, Abuse, experimentation, unethical human experiments in the map around the world. It's pretty crazy. Thank you for pointing this out. I think this is important. And there's the full link, by the way, if you want to watch it. Here's where it gets. Well, first of all, before I even say that, I wanted to play this again. I know it's hard to watch, but realize this is the kind of testing that we're even talking about as much as these nurses don't realize that. God, I can't even imagine what that would feel like. Eight vaccines in your in your legs when you're that young that are, I mean, one of these things are causing all sorts of serious effects. I mean, you know why that's happening to this older kid? Because of their get kids caught up, the big catch up initiative. Right. So all these kids that got that have grown up during the three last three years with no vaccine. Well, get them in there. Get them all right now. Did you test them all next to each other? No, who cares? Safe and effective. Right. 
They didn't test any of those things alongside each other. In fact, they didn't test any of them alongside placebo-controlled studies, which we've proven. As much as the narrative says otherwise, we keep showing that. It makes me sick. Now, here's where it gets even crazier. Here's Stanley Plotkin right now telling you everything else is going to get vaccinated. It's all coming, guys. Your future vaccination covers everything under the sun. This is the same man who is admitting to you that he tested on handicapped children, on pregnant women in prisons, and colonialized individuals that didn't have a choice. Here he is telling you he's going to save your life. Oops. I thought I grabbed that at the end. Oh, you know what I did? I do have it. Hold on. I realized I have it downloaded. Didn't add it yet. Well, um, molecular biology has changed vaccine development, although the, the classic ways of de- developing vaccines are still uh, very fruitful. But uh, it, it is <clears throat> going to be possible to develop uh, vaccines in, in ways that were um, only only dreams before, um, so that literally, I think one can produce in the laboratory virtually any uh, uh, antigen that you want, any substance that uh, might be of use uh, for uh, vaccination. Uh, what we're going to have to do is to improve our knowledge of the pathogenesis of disease. To, to choose the right vaccine, which is actually a much more complicated question than um, uh, taking a, uh, a particular antigen and, and making it into a, uh, a product that can be used in, in humans. Um, but molecular biology is opening avenues in, in that respect uh, also so that we, we can now determine which um, uh, which substances of microorganisms are important in causing disease and therefore w- w- which ones we should choose to try to uh, prevent the disease from occurring. Um, I also see the application of vaccination to many different diseases, diseases including ones that are not caused by infectious agents. That so scares me. That possibility of vaccinating against uh, diabetes, against cancer. Against smoking, against eating meat. Same conversation. That's not the same thing as what we're dealing with. They're talking about the, you know, yes, we're talking about different kinds of ailments, but we're also talking about, just it's just bioengineering. We're talking about creating injections that can change your biological genetic makeup. That's what we're talking about. Just like the one they're pushing on people now. Uh, even against um, um, uh, heart disease. Oh, perfect. So we cause a lot of heart disease. In fact, they studied how to make myocarditis causing coronavirus or coronavirus induced, myocarditis induced by coronaviruses. That's, that's, that's Ralph Barrick. We've already shown you this. That was during the 90s. Here they are giving shots that are weirdly causing an outbreak of myocarditis. What a strange coincidence. Well, don't worry. They've got vaccines for that. Uh, Are uh, becoming more and more realistic. Uh, And then the the way of administering vaccines, um, certainly one of the fields that I think is extremely promising is the use of the skin to vaccinate, that is, applying vaccines to the skin without injecting them. Um, Like self-spreading vaccines. There are now several different ways in which 
vaccination can be done by application of the vaccine to, to the skin so that uh, we don't have to use needles and syringes, uh, which aside from um, frightening some people, uh, pose problems of um, reuse of, of vaccines. It's problems for who exactly? Obviously not the people they're giving them to. Right. I mean, it's not what he just said. He said for them. But then also, OK, well, so what you're doing is making this more accessible to the people trying to do. It. This is all experimentation. You may think otherwise. The, I think we've proven this during the last whole surge that they're just testing these things. And, and let's quite frankly, look, every single year they tell you we just guess at the flu strain. Now, you argue you could argue it's an, an educated guess that they're experts, but they're still guessing. So there should be literally no situation where that's forced on anybody. But it is. There's mandates for children, schools, all sorts of stuff. That's coming for COVID, I can promise you. So we're being tested on. Because they can show you some years it's less 3% effective because they got the wrong thing. So it's, it's all an experiment. Et cetera. So I think technology is going to improve vaccination. I think there will be uh, many more targets. Uh, I think uh, adolescents and adults are going to receive more vaccines than they ever have before. And uh, that should have a, a generally beneficial effect on health through, throughout life, not, not simply in the pediatric um, age group. Mm. Terrifies me. As he said at the end, I think there'll be many more targets. I think adolescents and adults are going to receive more vaccines than they ever have before. Really? Is that, if that's even possible. I mean, this, this guy should be in prison. Not standing here telling you about they're going to be pushing all these things they worked on their whole lives, testing on innocent people for your benefit. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. But that's the broken situation we have because these people are not honest. Now, to finish, in that same direction, this is where this is going, guys. If you can't connect the bio-warfare program with what he's talking about, then you're not paying attention. I think this is very important. This came out not, not too long ago. I actually lost it. I couldn't find it the other day, and, and I think it was uh, Spiro shared it. This is a video where they're telling you that they can specifically target down to the individual using DNA. Don't forget, they're asking for everyone's DNA in Maui for, or anywhere else for any other reason. Well, maybe you think that's justified, but don't, I don't think there's ever a reason these days or ever. Because as he'll even tell you, that if you do this with 23andMe, it's forever stored. We don't even know what that means 20 years from now or right this moment. Clear. I think one of the things we're talking about here is that there are now weapons under development and developed that are designed to very quickly de under development and developed and developed. But you guys know this already. We're talking about here is that there are now weapons under development and developed that are designed to target specific people. Right? That that's what this is, uh, where you you can actually take someone's DNA, take you know their their medical profile, and you can target a biological weapon that will that will kill that person or take them off the battlefield or make them inoperable. So you can't have a discussion about this without talking about privacy uh, and, and commercial data and the protection of commercial data because expectations of privacy have degraded over the last 20 years. Uh, you know, young folks actually have very little expectation of privacy. That's what the polling and the, the data show. That's not by accident. 
They've been engineered that way. That's what this is. They're trying to create that situation. Uh, and, and people will very rapidly spit into a cup and send it into 23andMe and get really interesting data about their background. And guess what? Their DNA is now owned by a private company and can be sold off without very, with very little uh, intellectual property. Look at the general smiling about that. <laughs> now, that could be nothing. I don't know. But just look at the guy on the left. Look at the way he smiles when he says this. Creeps me out very little uh, intellectual property protection or, or privacy protection. And we don't have legal and regulatory regimes to deal with that. So uh, we have to have a 20 oh, years. Uh, you know, young folks actually have very little expectation of privacy. That's what the polling and the, the data show. Uh, and, and people will very rapidly spit into a cup and send it into 23andMe and get really interesting data about their background. And guess what? Their DNA is now owned by a private company and can be okay. sold off without very, with very little uh, intellectual property protection or, or privacy protection. I mean, it's clearly like, ah, like, whoa, oh, oh, look at his friend. Oh, like that's what that feels like to me. Call me crazy. But I mean, it's because like, if you think that's just a private company, you're lying to yourself. This is obviously about military. That's always where this ties back to. Don't have legal and regulatory regimes to deal with that. So uh, we have to have a, an open and public discussion, and this is going to have to be a political discussion about what does the protection of healthcare information, DNA information, and, and your data look like, because that uh, data is actually going to be procured and collected by our adversaries for the development of these systems. Ah, uh, okay. got to make about the adversaries. Can't be the fact that the guy sitting right next to you is doing that, or the government that's doing, he's involved with is actively doing that. That's what 23andMe is, guys. Like, it's funny how you can make this about like the companies working in this country, but then make it about a foreign adversary because that's the only reason he's allowed to say that on that stage. I bet you he probably wasn't even allowed to say that, to be quite honest. And he did anyway. The point is, we're not supposed to acknowledge these things. As I said on this tweet, you know, as he says, there's now weapons that are designed to target specific people. You can actually target someone's DNA and target a biological weapon that will kill that person. And I just said, but I thought the entirety of mainstream media just got done telling us this was all an anti-Semitic lie that RFK spread. Oh, and there's the anti-Semitic overlap, right? Here's the ADL going, anti-Semitic! Whoa, totally not, because it's verifiable by peer-reviewed science, as Derek breaks down in this outstanding article about it. The truth within RFK Jr.'s statements about ethically targeted weapons. Now, remember, he very clearly cited a study, which I link in here, that I, that I said in this tweet as well. Very clearly said... There is a study that shows that Ashkenazi Jews are more susceptible because of the H2 gene, H2 gene, I think. Protein? That was weird. That, that they're more susceptible because here's the science for it. It's, it's a peer-reviewed study. It's right there. <laughs> you can see it directly saying, oh, I forgot it was going to open. In any case, you can see it right there very clearly. While Amish and Ashkenazi Jews populations do not appear to carry the variants in H2 coding regions, meaning... That, As the study points out, that means they're more or less susceptible. It's very clear. The point being that because they don't have that susceptibility, they're less affected by COVID-19. Whether you think that's real or not. So he then goes, there's a scientific study, while being filmed without his knowledge, by the way, by somebody from the New York Post, because slimy journalist, saying the study shows that. And the U.S. government and Chinese governments are working on things like that. Everything he said is 100% verifiable. And then we saw a week-long tour of anti-Semitic. It was just so embarrassing. And here we got, days later, oh, we're making bioweapons directed at one person's DNA. So who's dumb, right? Who's the stupid person? Who's the liar here? I think you obviously know.
Deplorable and untruthful Kennedy family members slam K Jr. for COVID ethic targeting claim. God, these people are stupid. You a whole article about how it's completely fake, even though you can prove it. You just got to love how much they're losing. I love it because you guys are, are pushing the truth out. They're falling apart because eventually with enough people pointing at it, the truth is more powerful. I think it's important. At the end of the day, guys, we're only doing this because of you. We're here because of you. We wouldn't exist without you. So thank you for your continued support as we continue to fluctuate through this dangerous time where everybody's being squeezed. And we've, we've gotten a, 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 quite an insert, a, a surge lately. Thank you to somebody who just sent in 400-something on Bitcoin. I mean, I, it's anonymous, so thank you to whoever that was. And the different people. I mean, everything makes a difference, guys. Every cent is going to do everything we can to get the truth out as much as possible, to increase the work out, up, output from Whitney and Derek and Robert and, and Taylor and, and Matt and everybody else. I mean, we can't do this without you. So keep fighting, guys, because you're making a difference. And every single thing we're talking about is breaking through. And that's why they're censoring us. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.